let's all right. Let's start recording this Gloria because Ford. this is great. This is great stuff. I oh. I, I I need <laughs> yeah. to play with them. I need to okay. get I need to get them out of the box and transform them like immediately. It, it's yeah, like no, a composer. Yeah, I, that that I, uh, that is the fun for me is transform. And most of them, some of them, I'd like I literally transform them back and forth one time without mm-hmm. looking at the mm-hmm. instructions just to see if I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then once I get them in robot mode, I pose them and put them on my shelf, and then I never mm-hmm. transform them again. Yeah, so I do the same. Yeah, like I don't pay attention, but I was eyeballing the. Uh, coronation star scream because i'll probably buy that when i see a sale that's apparently well apparently that one i saw somebody posting that like they had it at uh ollie's bargain outlet for like 15 bucks like there was a shelf of them there yeah that one goes uh, on sale all the time it's 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 kind of a shelf warmer i don't know why but that's weird that's the one i want yeah well i think it's because the figure really is kind of a Voyager class figure with like the throne and the, and the other accessories like bump it up a tier. So I feel like people feel like they're overpaying for that one. And also like, and also that one was the first one they produced that had a, they didn't have it on the like plastic on the front. So you couldn't see the figure. Oh, Um, hmm. and this is a thing right now that I think Hasbro is now doubling back on is because Hasbro was like, Oh, well we're going to save, um money you know in the planet by not putting so much plastic in our boxes so you can't see the figure when you're buying a figure which is a big problem for people who buy figures because they want to see the figure before they buy it so that they want they know what's in the box um and that it hasn't you know somebody didn't like take it like pull the figure out and put something else in there that there's no like weird errors on the figure um that make it you know just yeah, weird paint thing, but it's a yeah, it is a great star yeah. scream. Yeah, he's, well, here's the thing: I don't think that this is it's it, it's the Earthrise star scream figure, and as a mm-hmm. figure, I don't like in robot mode. I think the Siege star scream actually looks a lot better. I think he's got better proportions. Uh, I like his feet better. He's got a lot less kibble on his legs. Uh, Siege, sure, but. The transformation on Earthrise Starscream here is a lot better. It's a lot better engineered. Mm. This guy is mostly, he's got this huge backpack um, uh. on his back. He's kind of a shell former, uh, whereas Earthrise Starscream, like he transforms into a massive F-14 fighter jet. Uh, like it's, it's, it's huge. He's he's enormous as a plane, like yeah, way it's, bigger it's than a the sizable. But I compare that, you know, here's like freaking sludge. Oh. He's huge. He's he's a beefy yeah, boy. Yeah, the the Dinobots are are good size. Like they're they're bigger than the other ones. But Snarl is. Uh, yeah, I still don't have any of those there. Dinobots. I really just want Grimlock. I really just wish they'd reissue him. Yeah, yeah, the one that's like the hardest to find. Yeah. Um, I mean Megatron. He's a big boy. Um, I did. I got. Uh, I got Frenzy. Oh, go I Rumble. haven't found Frenzy yet. Yeah, Frenzy's like just out. I I put Ultra Magnus on my Christmas list and have been insisting that like Ultra Magnus needs to be there for me. <laughs> I I do like this new Ultra Magnus. He does mm-hmm. look enormously wide. Like we'll see. comically wide. Hey, you know what? So does your mom. Uh, hey, um, but I love I love <laughs> I have Siege Ultra Magnus, and honestly, I think he looks great. Yeah. 
Like I, it's he just, proportions I'm, well compared to the other guys. Yeah, but just you know, what I'm collecting is the '86 line. I'm not. I'm not looking at the other ones and daring and comparing. I'm just like, I just want the '86s. That's right. that's what I'm doing. That's how I m- keep my eyes mostly on the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Except for you know Blitzwing up there and uh, uh, Lita One and the megatron situation that's going on over there Man. yeah like this is the thing is i don't really have a lot of place let's, I, I think i can move this now right, so let's see rrr. yeah Ooh, that's let's a nice shelf look, let's look at everybody okay yeah. so i see blitzwing there i, I see galvatron see, I yeah yeah i know the light's like right on top of them so yeah. it's super <laughs> love this part uh audio listeners but yeah i'm showing kind of the <laughs> shelf that's right next to me yeah there's a hobgoblin figure there's uh uh spike Spike's down there. Yeah, Spike next to is who, that wheelie next to him. Got hard to find. Yeah, wheelie's next to him. There's the core ratchet, which I just got because whatever. I didn't realize they were gonna do another fucking ratchet like a year <laughs> later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The Megatrons and Galvatron. God, that there. GI Joe Megatron is huge. Yeah, he's he's a big boy. Gee yeah. whiz. And Baroness is in the back. You can't see her there. And yeah, that, that's Megatron and Galvatron from the red line. That's the Nendoroid Megatron. Mm down there the little guy there's you know, graded first appearance of spider gwen first appearance of spider-man noir oh, very um nice. yeah cup and lead one and yeah <laughs> yeah so i got it yeah that i that that cast kind of shifts um because i had the sinister foes of spider-man there for a while oh. and now it's no, it's a different crew. Well, yeah. folks, that's been your Transformers yeah. minute. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, yeah. Us. We'll cold, see you next cold week. open talking about Transformers. Um, actually, well, no, okay. One last thing. Oh, my, <laughs> my, the, my, no, the, my my cool figure okay. uh, is this uh, this uh, Ooh, throwback X Men Spiral. That's great. Yeah. Oh, such a good figure. Yeah, just like tons of articulation and just like so cool. I mean, you know, for me, mostly Spiral is like in Marvel versus Capcom, but mm-hmm. uh, no, nah, it's just a cool ass figure. Yeah, was, I, I I had the joy of finding it in person, so that always makes it better. In a store, in a people in that? a specialized toy store. Yeah, wow, I yep. did not see those. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple in in Buffalo now. There's that '80s toy store which is up in Tanawanda. And then a new one opened up on transit in like Depew, uh, which is where I got Spiral from. Uh, yeah, vintage toy stores, <laughs> toy special, little independently owned toy specialty oh, shops. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. I almost made went and made a stop out there today, but I'm very tired. Anyways, hi everybody. That was our Transformers toy cold open. Woo! Uh, All right, <laughs> triple radio. For Hope October you're loving that new segment because that's definitely here to stay. Yeah. Um this is Tim, that's Dave, that's Weeze. Mm. I am very tired. Uh well but, all right, before you complain about old man fatigue, Weeze, you said you had a transition oh. out of Transformers. So. Oh well I mean like it would have been much smoother at the time, but yeah, no, I, I don't buy <laughs> There's toys. nothing better than going back to a transition somebody had a few minutes yeah. ago. I know. <laughs> uh I do buy movies that i you know uh have actually been able to finally test out my 4k tv with a 4k player mm. with transformers the movie from oh, like nice a day or two ago that i've had on my shelf for like a month 
from when it was on sale. Yeah. But, uh, How's the transfer yeah, on that? Very good. Like the, um, uh, there's some of the extras are in uh, just 1080 Blu-ray resolution. Mm-hmm. So like going from the movie back to like the special features and you can actually see like the difference. Wow, and really? I mean, it's just, it's such a, I mean, yeah, 4, 4K is a, a big difference if you have not dared and compared just, yeah, in general. Yeah, I honestly really haven't, which seems... Mm-hmm. You know, because streaming 4K is, you know, the the, the compression mm-hmm. artifacts are still there, so it's practically worthless. Yeah. And um, I mean, it depends on the channel, like, and the the transfer and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. always going to be better to buy like a disc and shit. Yeah. And like that was one of the reasons I didn't buy a PS5 just for the 4K player is like, you know, it's it, it's not just like. Like the the DVD that's on a PS2 or the Blu-ray that's on a PS3 is obviously not the best of those, but they were always fine. But like mm-hmm. 4K with the PS5 is like garbage from mm. what I just to like uh, not really? even like kind of with it. Yeah. Hmm. So I was just like, no, I'll buy one on my own and then got an offer. So I've I've had like 10 or so discs because why would I not buy 4Ks at this point if they're packing the blu-ray in there anyways i feel yeah. a little ignorant about this now honestly i thought mm-hmm. all blu-ray players were the same is is that not the case uh i think blu-ray's a little close i i mean like it's all you know how how it looks you have uh you know <laughs> i i don't know what the specific things that would be like changing it but like how deep the blacks how you know how well it reads the thing like this mm-hmm. one's region free which is nice Oh. Yeah, I, uh, my my thing with 4K is that uh, mm-hmm. usually in my situation where this is more of a thing with video games, um, mm-hmm. and the movies I'm watching and thinking about is that it's like with all the games on PS5, it's like, oh, do you want fidelity mode where it's in 4K, or do you want performance mm-hmm. mode where you get 60 frames per second? And yeah. the first thing I do is I'm like, I want performance mode. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I'm with the exception of Ghost of Tsushima, where like it runs in 60 frames per second at 4K and looks incredible. Um, I didn't know it was playing them against each other at that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, a lot of people were hoping that wouldn't be the case with the switch yeah. to, to these consoles is that we'd be able to have our cake and eat it too. But as the mm-hmm. case is like every game, you know, Spider-Man two fire it up. It's like, Nope, I want the performance mode. I don't want the fidelity. Interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. People aren't thrilled about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People yeah, and it's, about that. I mean, a lot of discussion of just like how used to 60 frames per second are people from like video games at this point, too, which is mm-hmm. something I don't see at all unless I'm like playing a Dreamcast. Yeah. But yeah, I, I you know, it, with the option <laughs> there to toggle, I'm going to take the frames, mm-hmm. uh, you know, depending, you know, sometimes it's like, well, I'm going to play this on my Steam Deck and I know it's going to be a little compromised, but I'm going to deal right. with it for the convenience of playing this game, this particular game on the go. But uh, for those big TV games, it's like, yeah, no, I want, I want yeah. that fidelity. Ugh. I want that fidelity. Dang. Yeah, it'll be about time to figure out a system at some point. Just because, yeah, that drop with the Steam Deck video out just doesn't seem worth it at this point. Mm. Yeah. Because that's, I forget if that was just 720 or 10. I think it's 720. Yeah, it's like what's native to the system. It can't upscale from there. (laughs) That's not even worth putting out. Yeah. 
well, for you know, there, there's many games that are on Steam that do not need to be running at a very high resolution. Yeah, uh, yeah. is is I guess what I'd say to that. But there are well, some on that the should be the streaming 4K side. I didn't have like many movies this month, but I checked out the uh, Snow White uh, 4K that Disney Plus put out because they also oh. put out the disc. But uh, I don't love Snow White, but I wanted to see that 4K. <laughs> Uh, that is fucking gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, it was some of the was the director of like Frozen or Frozen Two. Like there were a couple of just like Disney team people just doing painstaking work. Oh wow! On it, it's, nice. it's crazy. I mean, like uh, disc wise, I popped in. I've got Beetlejuice on 4K mm. and like the detail in like Delia's black dress and stuff like. Oh. When Lydia sees the deets in the house for the first time, like she's looking up, like I could never see the Maitlands in the window, like where she's just sort of like, oh, I can see them. They're ghosts. And then like if you're watching at home on HBO or, or whatever, like you just see like a blip in the background. But like just details that you don't even like think of. Oh, wow. There. Like it's it's closer to 35 millimeter, I think. To me anyway, like. Mm. Like if I see a nice print in the theater, like that's that's kind of what it looks like. Whereas like Blu-ray is like very uh, shiny bright, I guess I would describe it. Hmm. Uh, but like there's still detail in like the blacks lost. Like that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, like, yeah. All that there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. It looks good. I will That's... be buying Coraline at some point. Did you? Nice. Did yeah, you? The, my first Blu-ray, my first thing I put on my PS3. It's gonna, right. gonna put on, I'm going to put on that garden scene and watch them flowers pop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, like, yeah. Well, and they just re-released all those Leicas too. Yeah. yeah. Weiss, did you choose your TV based on its like black level performance and um, uh, what what do you call it? Where like how right, evenly right. it's lit? Like how fine the sure, grid of like, yeah, I, I, I Local mean, at dimming, that point, that's it. it. Right. Only to a degree. Like the thing, the thing is like TVs are cheaper now when my, cause my TV died and I was just like, ah, fuck. And then I was just like, oh, TVs are half the price of the, you know, TV I bought in 2008. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what's the best one that's on a good sale right mm-hmm. now? Um, and it, it does well. Like I think like a lot of <laughs> the, bottom shelf 4k tvs like are pretty good like it's it's yeah. not a vizio you know yeah. sort of thing but uh that mental math of like oh your tv breaks your oh shit i'm gonna have to spend 500 dollars to like replace this then uh-huh. you realize that 500 dollars is like a 10 inch bigger tv yeah. with like yeah, all this I mean, other stuff yeah <laughs> like my i i think i was still rocking like a 32 inch before and now this is like a 42 inch uh, it was like 300 bucks. My 32 inch was like 600 bucks at the yeah. time. Yeah. Was that the 32 inch you got when we were on Vernon? It, Holy crap. Yeah. yeah that was. <laughs> oh, okay. it lasted yes. that long. Yes. Okay. I can see how this was. Yeah. A huge upgrade. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I. And I've. Yeah. I've, I've watched tests and such at like other people's houses and stuff like that. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I tested was, like, the Knives Out trailer just mm-hmm. to, like, make sure it was, like, working. And, like, yeah, it just... And that was specifically shot to look like film anyways, but it, 
it just looks like fucking film. It's nice. I should. It's nice. So are you telling me the Blu-ray playback on my PlayStation 4 may not be ideal? Like, it's... Or I have no idea. Okay. But I know, like... I know, like... (laughs) PS3, well, because PS3 and PS2 were both kind of sold early on in those technologies oh, okay. as like, you know, get your system with this player. Yeah. You know? And and again, I don't think like the difference on the PS3 was like that bad. And the PS2 was like that bad. But I think like the drop with like just what I've read, I haven't even mm-hmm. like seen, but it was enough for me to go like, okay, I shouldn't just buy the PS5 for a blu-ray uh, player just the 4k yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay that's see you've got me now wanting to mm-hmm. head back into my local library and start borrowing <laughs> some more blu-rays which i used to do a lot um mm-hmm. until it got to the point where like it got to the point where i would borrow movies and they would invariably come with some kind of scratch or something oh, like yeah, someone yeah, else yeah. will have damaged it to yep. the point where the disc will skip. And I'm like, you know what? This experience is not worth it. It is, ju- you know, yeah. streaming just functions better. And so mm-hmm. fuck this. But now I want to see, like, if there's a movie I want to mm-hmm. see in its best image quality, I kind of want to go and grab a Blu-ray and, and do a little daring and comparing as is my want. Right. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm curious on that. I mean, it, it kind of depends on the service sometimes too. Like, Amazon and Max have both uh, gotten heat for just like fucking with formats and like mm. uh, even, you know, this uh, I forget what streamer has the Simpsons. I think it's Disney. It's Disney. It is Disney. Uh, you have to go into the settings to make sure to that the picture is Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like shit like and that. Cropping off actual jokes. Um, right. Yeah. Or censoring and all that shit, you know. Um, forgive me. I don't mean that this is a natural segue into, I just, it it is as long as we're on the subject about griping about streamers, um, a a movie that I wanted to discuss that I finally got to Mm -hmm. see. And this was, I know we one of your faves from last Mm -hmm. year was Wendell and wild. Uh, yeah, yeah, we never got to see it last year. I couldn't get my kids Mm -hmm. jazzed for it, but we watched it last night. Uh, Mm -hmm. the kids loved it. I loved it. And at some point it occurs to me like, holy shit, this is a movie by, (laughs) by a guy with this massive cult following who has (laughs) helmed these like bona fide favorites, Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, (laughs) uh, co-written by Jordan fucking Peele. And this is like really good output for either of them. Like in either of those famous directors of wars, this is pretty Mm -hmm. top shelf stuff. Plus it stars Jordan Peele and his comedy partner, Keegan Michael Key and Oscar winner, Angela Bassett. Like, (laughs) and what happens when this like top tier, like if you are into either of these directors, if you're like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, I love Jordan Peele movies and, or I love Henry Selleck movies. Like, what happens when Netflix invariably decides, like all the other streamers, oh, this Netflix original is not worth keeping on the service and let's get rid of it right. for tax reasons. And then it becomes lost media. 
one of the <laughs> best films by a pair of beloved film directors becomes lost media because Netflix wants a goddamn tax break. What do we yeah. do then? It's the insane to me. Yeah. At oh, least really- at least that got out. I'm like, you know, yeah. Batgirl, you know, that's the ones I'll always think of. Just like, oh, that movie was done. And like, I, mm-hmm. you know, randomly will hear like amazing things about it and just like, nope, never going to see it. No, it's <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, both both of those. I mean, like the Wendell and Wild thing is sad on the like that. That's a case of one of those like dumped on Netflix. No marketing. Yeah. Like it's still hard to. I feel like I looked at their Halloween uh, like category and it was like it should be at the top. Like hard to find. Yeah, it should be like the first thing, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like so. There's no push on that. Netflix is it's like they don't simple. want people to watch it. <laughs> it's, well, it's like they're they don't care. Yeah, honestly, like it's it's like it doesn't help their bottom line what's we put like out that, content the content is out there's the content <laughs> i i mean that i guess that's part of why people are still striking you know it's like what's what's the worth at that point like mm-hmm. and is it worth it you know and they're not getting like residuals off of that mm-hmm. that's not how that works whatsoever yeah. no it, it's a bummer like that was definitely on that list of like uh Things from Netflix and things from streamers that I want on physical media. Yeah. That one specifically. That one really needs it. Yeah. Like Criterion's putting out Pinocchio in December, so I'll pick that up. There's at least like this and that. Uh, I really like that dark, uh, the dark crystal that Netflix uh, Mm, mm -hmm. made. Like, yeah. The numbers just weren't there for that show. So, like, I don't know if they'll ever make a disc or anything Mm. for that, you know? stuff like that yeah i really loved wendell and wild though i really loved the world building like there's a lot of it where that's like stuff just kind of happens and they do Mm -hmm. not go out of their way (laughs) to explain it which is great it's just like look man you're in this world where there are hell maidens what's a hell maiden Mm -hmm. fuck you you don't need to know you'll learn (laughs) as we go along like it really respects Mm -hmm. the audience's intelligence for an all ages movie um Yeah, and you can definitely feel, you know, like how hard Henry Selleck probably had to fight for like a lot of that stuff too. And then I think that's always the thing with animation where you're just sort of like, you know, you're like, oh, they spent five, ten minutes just fucking around with a tardigrade. And you're like, how long did that take in stop motion to make? Like to do that thing made the movie better. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. that, like you know, a producer would probably be like, Hey, can you cut that for <laughs> pacing or whatever? Uh, yeah. Like it's, it's definitely like, uh, the only like, well, you know, one of, one of the complaints is that it has too many ideas, which like I do feel, but also like, it's just so cool to see those ideas like out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I honestly, I think I don't have an issue with it because they're not, uh, some of those ideas are not really, they're not relevant to the plot, but they do a lot of heavy lifting in terms of world building. And it's kind of, it's the best version of, of, you know, what, uh, 
a, a, a lesser director would be called mystery boxing. Um, when you just say, like, have a character say, quick, put us in the reconciliation chamber or whatever. Right. Like, we don't need to understand. You don't need to spend mm -hmm. an additional 30 seconds with exposition explaining what that is. Just do it. If, if the actor knows what it is and then right. you do it and show us what it is, we, the audience, will get it. And that's, it, it's just respecting the yeah, none intelligence. Of, no, no, none of that. I mean, like none of that stuff is like, like he's great at that. Like that's, that's, and especially cause that's an animator. So there's a lot of like show don't tell sort of yeah, thing. I, th yeah. I think like the, the muckiness more comes from like, okay, it's a prison industrial complex story. It's a like, there's like four or five, like, kind of threads going in and some of them are tied up and some of them are not. And yeah, but I like, think I, again, I would also, I mean, to any, I can understand someone's complaint yeah. about that, but I would push back on that a little bit by saying this is a rare instance where we get uh, a story mm -hmm. centered around a black girl who has been through the system. And this is a oh, yeah. suite of experiences that are not necessarily disparate threads, but all fit within the prism of that perspective. Hey, yes. I mean, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love it. And I think like, ultimately when a movie's like working, I don't care. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I've, I've gone back to this one multiple times. I don't, rewatch stuff like too often yeah. like movie rules it's, it's such a good score <laughs> uh music's all great. yeah oh my it's god kind of, the, yeah, i love yeah, all the music in it? this movie good <laughs> lord what was that uh like i mean the soundtrack picks are amazing but mm -hmm. also bruno coule that did like Coraline music doesn't do too many scores <laughs> Like the like, there's only like a handful of that make it out here, anyways. Oh, like wow. I think he does a lot in France and stuff. Okay. But uh, yeah, it just feels so, it's the perfect vibe for that yeah. kind of movie. Totally. Uh, yeah. No, I, I there there's stuff that's like okay, I could see it feeling a little more satisfying doing this or that. Also, that finale feels fucking great. So yeah. whatever mm -hmm. too. Like that last scene is so fun. Yeah. So, yeah, happy to talk about that movie. Yeah, be, well, wonderful <laughs> movie. Like I, I have yeah. a strong feeling that is now that my kids have seen it, it is the kind of movie mm -hmm. that they are gonna want to watch every year. Nice, <laughs> a Halloween which, classic. A Halloween classic, which Hocus Pocus became for us yeah. last year. But we, but we, we, we <laughs> let the kids watch that on their own. This ah, year, while we watched man. a grown-up movie instead, say I like barely know Halloween's happening this year. Really? Like, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I am. I am not in the. I'm just. I'm not in the yeah. spirit of the season. I guess well, some years have it. Yeah, it's yeah, just. Yeah. yeah, I don't. How's your kid feel about it? I mean, he's good to go. He's got his costume. Got his costume <laughs> well back. He's gonna be a creeper from Minecraft. That's where we're at right now. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at. Fine. Right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not dissing Minecraft. Uh, you know, I, it, it is it is the thing that most makes me feel like an old man uh, when you know, because Minecraft is just something that I don't engage yeah. with. And like, he's been playing it a ton lately. Mm -hmm. Um, he was he was apparently uh, out to breakfast uh, with Lauren and one of her friends yesterday. And her friend plays a lot of Minecraft, and like, he was dishing. 
uh, <laughs> Minecraft facts to him and blowing young Richard's mind. But yeah, oh, that's great. And, and, you know, I, and in Minecraft, you know, it's a game I don't have a problem with at all content wise. Cause he's just like building and exploring and like zipping around and like, you know, he turns on the cheats and does this, you know, he's flying. I don't know if that's cheating in that game. Um, I presume as much. Uh, what is know. cheating at this point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like that game has been so open from the beginning. People just kind of do what they want with it and choose the experience mm-hmm. they want. And yeah. it's like, you know, just, yeah, yeah, go and play tons of Minecraft. I don't care. Um, I mean, I'd be the last person to say it's this generation's Lego, you know, like it's yeah. just building. It's toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I will continue to not play Minecraft, though. He's going to be a little Minecraft guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my oldest little, little creeper. <laughs> my my oldest had it in her mind that she wanted to be Maya Fay, uh, Phoenix Wright's uh, clairvoyant assistant. All right, from All right. The Phoenix Wright's Attorney series, and you know we saw too late that you can in fact order from AliExpress entire you know Maya Fay costumes for a not unreasonable price, uh, mm-hmm. but none of those would arrive in time mm-hmm. so we were challenged to assemble one from thrift store parts and I mean, honestly fun. we totally did it honestly jan <laughs> totally did it like my wife took yeah. her out and got her all the pieces we did order her a black a long black wig that was the only piece <laughs> that we had to buy brand new everything else though like we mm-hmm. put together from thrift store parts and it's a pretty oh. great outfit yeah. No one's that's, gonna know who. No, nobody knows who she is. Yeah, yeah. Jules oh, is down this awesome. great path of just picking the Halloween <laughs> costume she wants, and she's picking a character from you know, fifteen-year-old <laughs> DS games <laughs> that I mean, like I, none of her peers have even yeah. heard of, much less played. Mm-hmm. But there are people on the internet who will love it, and yeah. I. Yeah. Oh, and I think this outfit's getting worn at MAGFest as well. Yeah, I was about to say, and she could wear it at MAGFest yeah. probably for like five minutes before she realized she doesn't want someone taking her picture every three seconds. <laughs> right. No, I, I, I've thought about, because I've heard other people on podcasts talk about the same thing, where like a lot of people that go into comedy or entertainment have references and were the outcast because their mm-hmm. references were much older. Uh like us <laughs> like, mm-hmm. grew up on like the TV that their parents grew up on or older. Mm-hmm. Or, like you don't get that. I don't know. It's, it's interesting to me that there's less overlap uh, in general. Like, you know, it's, we're at a time where you can choose what you want to watch. Why would you be forced to watch Dick Van Dyke? You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was, you know, it, it, it definitely opened uh, you know, your horizons of what was there anyways. <laughs> like, why else would you have watched that, that wealth of Get the hell out horrible of TV? <laughs> we watched so much garbage. <laughs> Can I just, how do I even, so we freaking spamming our chat with a way to increase our followers, views, <gasps> chat bots, the price lower than any competitor. I don't we, know, yeah, but we need things. that though. I mean, we need engagement. I was going to say people. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to pay for it. I, oh. I mean, yeah, that sorry. Is. That's the trick. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, we're not going to pay money. We're not prostitutes. All right. Yeah, exactly. We are entertainers. But paying other people. <laughs> yeah. So, but <laughs> we're, I don't know how prostitution works. All right. I you're, won't pretend to understand it. But <laughs> so, like, so yesterday, um, and to come full circle as to why I'm tired, 
Uh, <laughs> so like I was out in, in Rochester the past two days doing a fuckload of capoeira. Um, oh, that's great. Good for you. Yeah. It, it's been a while since I've done that much in a weekend oh. or two days as it were. And, and I did a lot and my legs are torched. Yeah. Uh, my voice is shot. Be nice. I'm yeah. I, that's I, why you're so nice. Hot up on this microphone. That is because I kind of, I'm keeping it low because yeah. it will go away if I go higher or have to, if I'm back yeah, no, don't even, like, <laughs> don't even like thinking yeah. about it. Just get right up on in there. Um, yeah, I thought like, well, you know, I'm an old man and I know better at this point. Like, yeah. I know, you know, I don't have to feel obligated to get in there and do every single thing. I can take breaks when I'm tired and da 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 da. But I did not anticipate me being just like, no, I'm just going to push through it all because I want to do it fun. so good. Because it is fun. It is fun. Yesterday, like five, ten minutes into the first workshop I took, my legs were killing me already. And then I just kept going for another four hours. Yeah. Four <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, there was two workshops and then we did, yeah. you know, playing and then, yeah, three 30, we sat down and then we went out and got food. But yeah, I was at uh, a spot coffee in Rochester and like there was people dressed up for Halloween and it mm-hmm. didn't even strike me as like, Oh, it's Halloween. Like, I just don't blink when I see people in costume anymore, <laughs> right? yeah. especially if I'm in a different city because my brain just shifts to, I must be at a con if con I'm mode. not in Buffalo. Yeah. It's in con mode. I'm like, it, somebody mentioned, Oh yeah. No, uh, people dressed up for Halloween. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is like Halloween weekend. That's the thing people are doing. They're going out on a Halloween party and not doing like Afro Brazilian martial arts for hours. <laughs> on it. Ours was on the schedule. My kid's school has a Halloween event, like an evening Halloween event. Yeah, so did his school. It was like Friday a night. fucking month ago. Really? <laughs> it was It was the first week of October. They had like a Halloween that's trunk terrible. or tree family fun night. Yeah, that's well, abusive. it's like he had his... It was, I guess that's... I get, Maybe that's why, because I feel like... Halloween just wondering was, why I say that. What's abusive is having to get your kid's Halloween costume ready by the first oh, week yeah, of October yeah, yeah, yeah. instead I was already, of getting to wait till the end. Okay. I was, yeah. I, you know, I, I, the, the past two costumes he did, which was Link, um, was Link's Awake, classic Link. Link, Link's Awakening, you know, Link, not modern Link, but specifically yeah. from like the remake, uh, for, for the Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And then his, uh, oh wait, no, I did just buy him a gear. To, I guess we're going every other year because, because I, Put his Link costume together. That mm. was some crafting. I, I learned how to sew for that oh, costume and sewed his hat. That's a dad. Um, And then, like, he wanted to be the Pokemon Gyarados, so I just got him, like, a, you know, full-body pajama suit, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, we just got the thing. There you go. Then yeah. last year, like, I worked hard and made his Goku costume and did a lot of crafting with that. Oh, and this yeah, year, you know, great. To, be a, to be a creeper, like, I got some boxes from work and I was going to go through trouble and I was going to paint that shit and da, 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 da. And then it came down to it. Like we were at target and it's like, there's the costume. He's like, yeah, that's it. That's what I want. And I'm just like, well, what if I was just done <laughs> right now with this? Yeah. 
And it the bonus is that it comes with like like because under it is just like a like a you know key green suit, so I can do weird green screen things with Richard, <laughs> which I think he almost has more fun just taking off like the uh, the, mm-hmm. the 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 mask and the and the other thing That's and hilarious. just being green screen boy. <laughs> Yeah, That's just put wonderful. some uh, ping pong balls on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like the first week of October they did a thing there, and it's like we went and did that, and then I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been haven't that's been so thinking dumb. about it. Mm. That, that's yeah. I feel like they do that with Christmas here. Not well, maybe at the schools, but like companies, like ev- they all have like Christmas events like the first or second week in, which I sort of understand because it's. A city that like nobody's from Austin, so everybody like leaves for like mm-hmm. two, three, four weeks. But also, it feels like Christmas is done like a month before yeah. Christmas. Let's say everybody's doing Christmas parties, so you're trying to like beat the other people doing their yeah. Christmas. Par- it's yeah. like you get the closer you get to Christmas, the closer like the you know the closer people to you take precedence with their Christmas. So it's like Christmas Day is like family, but then it's like you know maybe right. like also family or like extended family then it's like close friends and it's just like if you're trying to uh-huh. compete with a party or an event it's like they're no this is when i do my tradition with my family <laughs> here um <laughs> yeah i was gonna say something else about halloween yeah i don't know what the fuck trunk or treat i don't know what that shit is i mean i do know what it <laughs> is but like what i don't even know what you just said trunk, trunk or treat okay so one of those is a tree i get that treat trunk treat oh the trunk of the treat no i thought you were gonna go elephant for some reason that threw me off yeah no is this a thing yeah oh this is this is a thing everywhere now it's a thing where like i don't know like different like community groups do them like sometimes like schools will do them it's like a safe trick-or-treating event where where you know they'll get people like you'll pull up your car and you'll open the back hatch and you decorate like the back like trunk of your car as it were and then people you know the kids walk around and get candy from you oh okay yeah but it's like this was not a thing when we were growing up as far as i know (laughs) and it was only like i don't know within the last 10 years that i heard of this being a thing and now it's like oh we're doing a trunk or treat and we're doing a trunk or treat and we're doing a trunk or treat it's like my kid just needs to go trick or treating on halloween that is enough candy like right. he doesn't need and the thing is the trick or treats because it's all in like one little area like it takes like 15 minutes to like zip through them and like hit every single car yeah. and then you're done and then what are you doing like trick trick or treat yeah. you know you're hiking we're getting some miles in you know yeah. <laughs> well, it's another thing that just got gamified right it's just mm-hmm. like why why put in all this effort that's yeah. a whole night I can yeah, get just just, yeah, just fast travel to the next candy spot. Like, why yeah, am I riding a horse? For, <laughs> why am I riding a horse for five minutes to get to the next candy drop? See, we have not done this. We haven't done a trunk or treat event yet. Uh, just ostensibly because none of the groups many of my kids are affiliated with happen mm-hmm. to do it. Um, the, closest, the the aforementioned event at my school was the only time I've ever, and there wasn't like was a ton of them school, there. Not his school. It was his, it was his school. His oh, school. It was his school. Okay. My school also does one, which was this this past Friday night. Okay. Which I could have taken him to, but oh, so was, this was the one a month ago. The, the one a month ago at his school. Yeah, there was oh, some trunks wow. to be treated. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
Um, yeah. yeah, no, his, okay. Yeah, no, we, we, we don't do one of those though. I do see more and more parents yeah. going to one of the, when they were real little, when they were like toddlers, we would go to Wegmans and have them do <laughs> our the Wegmans would do yeah. a trick or treat event, like a couple yep. days yeah. before Halloween. Yeah. And that I had was to do really that one cute. year. Uh, because on Halloween night itself, you know, when they're that little, you don't know how late they're going to be able to stay up. You don't know how far they're going to want to walk. You do Um, like a few houses, like the closest neighbors and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah. Up until, yeah. The, when he was like three was when I actually do, like we went for a bit more of a hike on that one. Yeah. And you don't even go after dark at this point, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, they have designated. So, and this is another thing is that different. So for me, I don't know. Halloween is Halloween (laughs) and you go trick or treating on Halloween. But there are some like municipalities where they'll designate like, no, trick or treating hours are going to be on this day. Like (laughs) if Halloween is on a Monday, they might say trick or treating is going to be the Sunday night. From this time to this time. And, and like in, in cheek to in my town, like they do say it's like between, you know, six and eight is trick or treat hours for Halloween on Halloween night. They don't do any crap where they try to put on a different day, but yeah, you know, it's dark out. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't sure. It, it felt like for a time, uh, I don't know. Trick or treating was like done before like dark or if it was some do that like, someplace okay. trick or treat hours is three to five, you know? Right. It's an apartment complex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And again, I think like when my kids were toddlers, we would mm-hmm. sort of, you get sort of an early round, you know, mm-hmm. of kids. And then, cause like if you start trick or treating at six, at six, that's, that's just about dusk, you know, like it yep, might right. still be a little light out, but within 20 minutes, it's going to get pretty dark. Yep. Um, right. So, mm-hmm. so there's no avoiding it. And then, but, and, but, but even in my neighborhood, once it gets to eight o'clock, yeah, everyone's, everyone's done. pretty much over it. Um, yeah, so yeah, really, we're home by like seven thirty at the latest. Yeah, I think like you know we go and meet up with his friend, and walk around a bunch of streets on the other side of Harlem, um, just because there's more action over there. But yeah, uh, yeah, see, that's the thing. My kids have a friend group now, and for the most part, they just kind of run off and do it all by themselves now mm. they just go and you know we 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 are we are in a relatively small neighborhood we know all our neighbors so we don't feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable doing that and yeah. and i'm oh, the one that cool. stays home and hands out the candy because since covid i have developed this increasingly elaborate candy handout system where i've oh. built like an odd so i wear like a little boom mic and i've built an audio filter on my laptop so it like doubles my voice in this monstrous otherworldly effect i wear a robe i've got colored lighting uh i've been thinking about getting a smoke machine i should really get a smoke machine oh, yeah um absolutely yeah. see what you need is a chainsaw without the chi- the uh, chain on it mm, that's interesting that's what that's what one of my neighbors had last year oh. <laughs> yeah that's pretty awesome yeah yeah, that's, he, that's pretty he was, great. Doesn't really fit in yeah, with he, my character. My character is no, more he, of like a gatekeeper to the other okay. world. Like, well, you need a gate. Yeah, yeah, the, this, the, <laughs> this guy was like blasting Megadeth and like menacing, yeah, yeah, like yeah. like tricking kids into coming close to him so he could pull them, <laughs> start up his chainsaw and chase them around. It was fantastic. Did you get a that's, video of this last year? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You I might remember watching it. Yeah. yeah, No, yeah. I'm. I'm Austin is a nice place to go around neighborhoods because it is one of those places that people will 
this is their thing. This is the mm, month yeah. that people go like all yeah. out. Yeah. Under Halloween's order. great. Yeah. Yeah. I got, yeah. Down I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited because then we start. I start getting days off from work. Oh. <laughs> two weeks after Halloween, that's when Veterans Day is, and then two weeks after that is Thanksgiving, and right. then there's the Christmas break a month later, and then there's mm-hmm. you know that that's when this is like yeah between November and the end of February is like when the most holidays and breaks are packed into a, a school year. <laughs> so, and this is like the the least until then because i remember that being like oh there's nothing for like two months <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so oh. i was gonna say uh i haven't played two well i played a couple games but also this has been like what like nine game of the years popped out in this Good last one jesus like, yeah. fucking christ it's so much so yeah, when we last left our hero, me, uh, I had settled mostly on playing Baldur's Gate 3 and Sea of Stars, which is mostly what I have played in the last month uh-huh. until the last week when things change. Okay, presumptuous um, of you to assume that you're the hero, but move, go on, go on. Yes, hey, when it comes to game conversations, I am the hero of this podcast because I'm the one who plays the most of them. And it's certainly the most current ones, generally speaking. And in Baldur's Gate, I am a fucking hero. <laughs> I'm a hero. I'm not. Yeah, I'm doing good things for not people in Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I. I mean, I play. I play a lot of Baldur's Gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm. I, I'm at the beginning of Act Three, which is when you actually finally get to Baldur's Gate, the city of uh, proper. <laughs> but yeah, I've been having a great time with that Late game. Late title card. Really, really, really good uh it, it's it's awesome uh i just think like darren would love this game if he had the time and the means to play it because of how much he loved the original dragon age new father uh, darren demarco yeah he's got yeah. time Fa- father sequel darren demarco <laughs> yeah um yeah just you know great writing great quests like lots of fun stuff mm-hmm. in there it's it's complicated it's complex it gets easier as you get into it um I, I found that it's kind of like once I figured out what m- I wanted my party to be, like once I kind of figured out which characters I wanted in there and how to balance it out, it's like, it's hard for me to swap other characters <laughs> back in. Cause it's like, no, crew. it's like, yeah, well, it's like, you know, this is what my main character does. You know, he, he's one of the up close melee characters. He has a shitload of movement. So he gets in there and and like he's disrupting, putting out a ton of damage. I have like my beefier barbarian, you know, again, another up close fighter um, who does her thing. I have my wizard. I have my healer and like everybody has the role. So it's like I'm in a good groove when uh, you because you have you have so many options available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, you and the more you, it was it was definitely tough early on. Um, just cause I think you're not used to recognize the situations in which you want to use them and you have fewer options available, but like once you get into a groove, you'll start seeing things. You'll be like, okay, I know what I want to do here. Or it's like, yeah. I know how to like, I, I can isolate this, uh, you know, this, this is the bastard in this fight that I need to get rid of first. <laughs> and then I can clear out the minions. So it's like, I know, well, this is how I'm going to get, you know, some characters over there to smother him with damage, mm-hmm. get them out like in one round. And then I can play cleanup. And I assume um, you worked this out organically. Yes. Like yeah, this absolutely. Through, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, the game doesn't help you figure that shit yeah. out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone's going to figure out their own thing too, because like there are so many different spells for a wizard that you can take and, and you know, you, and you 
going to build different strategies depending on what uh, direction you go with it. So yeah, that game's been great. Sea of Stars has been very good. I'm in like the last third of that game as well. I was like pushing hard to try to get through one of them before the other Um, big games hit. Um, But I didn't. And it's like, whatever. I I knew like the beginning of Act 3 would be a good place to kind of leave off on uh, Baldur's Gate and put that down for a bit. And I had played a lot, so I was kind of ready to take a break. Um, Mm -hmm. Sea of Stars, I had it in my head. I'm just like, okay, you know, I'll still probably play that on my Steam Deck. I'll, I'll take that with me to work. Um, and you know, I'll just play Mario wonder at home. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking nope. Dave, you've played some Mario wonder. Yeah, I have played quite a, a, a fair amount of Mario wonder. I, although really I only just got to the point where after you clear the first like three areas, you, it then opens up and you get to select from the next three areas. And yeah, kind of you can you kind want. of. Uh, I'm but, going in order anyway. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. I have sampled quite a bit of what Mario Wonder has to offer. I've definitely got some complicated feelings about this game. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's not all love, but it's 100% oh. respect, if that okay. makes sense. All right. Um, yeah, well, I was having this conversation with my brother-in-law, uh, who was over for dinner tonight, because um, he heard, he said that he had heard some conflicting reviews of Mario Wonder, and I was like, really? I've heard nothing but overwhelmingly glowing things. Yeah, and he said, well, I think I'm hearing from like the speedrunners who are complaining that it's not hard enough. And I'm like, okay, whatever, fuck that. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, my only complaint is that while I 100% agree that it is absolutely top tier, not only is it top tier Mario, it's top tier 2d side scroller uh it is the best of its kind <laughs> I, I i had my social media post already uh i mario wonder is the best of its kind i just wonder if it's still the kind of game for me uh and that's just because ultimately it's it, it, just sitting in your draft folder is that just <laughs> yeah it's just sitting there it's ready in to the deploy. chamber yep right yeah <laughs> <laughs> just got to hit tweet on that. Uh, uh, only because I, on, I, I've been a little cool on 2D side scrollers in general mm. lately. Mm. Okay. Um, at least, you know, traditional Mario style linear level by level ones. Um, and I think it's just because I, I don't know if this is the point in my life where I am or if it's I'm more I've grown more accustomed to Nintendo's 3D game design like Mario Odyssey has been a huge hit in my household and a perennial favorite among me and my kids for like mm-hmm. six years now uh, and Mario Odyssey like the uh, Breath of the Wild duology is the kind of game where you can stand at any point in this world and look around and see three interesting things that you can pursue and you can head in that direction. And from the point at which you land, you can again look around and see three other interesting things. Um, and, you know, that is engineered to tickle your brain and hook you in a very particular way that the discreteness and segmentedness of these individual worlds with these very set start and stop points with a linear path in between don't tickle in the same way. And that's not the game's fault. It's not designed to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I was going to say like simple, uh, paraphrase. Cause you could, you could 
easily change that to focused as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, yes, which is why it works better. I, I you know, I because mm-hmm. my kid has not gotten into Odyssey, certainly not that much. He's played it. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a game he's obsessed over, and I think it is easier for him. Just broadly speaking, I think it is easier for him to focus on 2D games because, wow. you know, he needs to get you, there's there's so much going on in Odyssey. There's something over there, over there, over there. I don't know yeah. what to do. There's so much I could possibly do in Mario Wonder. He has to get to the right. Wow. You know, you just got to get over there. And so I think it's I think he might have already played more Wonder than he's played of Odyssey. Wow. At this point. I can't yeah. imagine I my kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It kind of depends on my child has ADHD. (laughs) So like, (laughs) well, I was going to say, yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) probably similar, like focus stuff, but it's like, it's, it takes more energy for me. If I have, it's like somebody choosing an activity for you where you're just sort of like, Oh, thank you. Okay. You mm-hmm. planned out my day. Yeah. Cool. I don't have to like, think about this thing. Yeah. Like, Going to I a restaurant down, where there's the, the menu, yeah, it's a prefiche menu. menu. Yeah. And yep. like, this is what you're going to have tonight. All right. I know it's going to be fantastic. It's not what I would have right. chosen, but they've chosen something amazing for me. Yeah. And sometimes that can be totally frustrating. Like if I want like a, uh, a bigger experience, sometimes too like i think odyssey was a cool like balance in between because like i think uh i was thinking about like the the lego um like lego marvel or like some of the bigger like lego like games where it's just Mm. sort of like okay i beat the game but like there was so much more to that game and i'm just like well i'm never gonna go back to that (laughs) like (laughs) any game where it's just sort of like i can look around and there's like nine things i'm probably not gonna do and similarly that's why like when I cared about things like achievements, like I would never get every achievement in like a $60 game, mm-hmm. but like a $15 like game on arcade. That's like, mm-hmm. Oh, there's 10 achievements. Okay. This is achievable. I get all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is achievable. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. My, uh, I was talking to somebody at a party, uh, like a week ago. My only question for wonder was, is it good one player? Cause like, I was only like, okay, so it's going off of New Super Mario Brothers, so this is probably Meh. aimed at four player. But yeah, I mean, that was his response too. He said, "No, I was having a great time one player, but yeah, I am uh, having a yeah. vastly better time." I I played mm-hmm. one session four player with my kids. It was frustrating as hell. Yeah. I, 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 but the, I, I sat down playing one player by myself, so mm-hmm. much better. But the thing is, that's the thing is that it it didn't it didn't grip me in the way in the same way that a game that is engineered to be this continuous experience that's constantly mm-hmm. giving you a little dopamine hit of look over here look over here oh if you know and and it's a persistent game as well so like oh look you can collect another one of these things oh and from here you can see another one of those things up at the top of that hill that you can collect and fill out that thing on your chart um you know that sort of that very persistent dopamine hit of i gotta go do the next thing next thing next thing this game does mm-hmm. not do that for me i'm having the best time playing it with jan Jan asks mm. me to play it with her and we trade Aww. off the controllers. Oh, okay. So oh, we you're only doing that do style. it one okay. at a time. Cause gotcha. that's the way these levels are designed. These levels are designed for one person. 
These are <laughs> Mario three levels. These are discrete, Ooh. highly specific challenges. <laughs> yeah, they are Mar. They are straight up Mario three levels. Or Mario World levels, as the case may be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 some of them. I mean, they, they are they are traditional Mario levels, is what they yeah. are. They are, yeah. They these are set obstacle courses. These are not things where, I mean, there there are crannies to explore and secrets to find for sure. But yeah, the itch it scratches for me is that I am going to hold Y and right, and I am going to jump and just try to like blast through this level as quickly as possible. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what I get out. I mean, not the first time through, but, you know, I know subsequent run throughs. That's what's going to happen. It's Mm -hmm. just like, that's what I'm going to do. And how efficiently you can get through the level. It it is not about like, well, finding every moon and there's one there and there's one there and there's one there. Um, It's it's about getting through the obstacle course, but also getting through the obstacle course where things get fucked up in the middle of it. (laughs) Um, Which is I think that shit is so much fun. Like, yeah. 75% of the time. Sometimes it's just kind of like, ah, okay. And sometimes it's just like, this is so insane that they, for me, it's the reason I'm there. Oh yeah. Yeah. It definitely. Yeah. Go. I I would finish the game anyways. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, but if they didn't have it so that every level did have, had a crazy thing that you want to see so bad, Mm -hmm. like Uh, it wouldn't be nearly as interesting to play through, but it's, it's also good. So it's like, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, I think the levels are fun, but that's definitely the standout thing. Like, of course I'm going to finish this game and I'm going to go to every level. And if I, there's times when I make it through a level and I don't find the wonder flower and I'm like, I got to get back in there right now to see what this level does. Um, it's you just, you never know what the hell is going to happen when you grab that thing. Like there's, yeah, there's sometimes when it's like, Oh, I'm doing this thing that's similar to like one of the previous ones. But you know, I just had one where like parts, you know, I'm like this big thing in like a hill basically became sentient and I was walking on it and then I went through the pipe to the background and I'm on a hill that's sentient, but it's on the background, which also had become sentient. Oh, that's great. Just walking around and everything's in shadow. Have you done the stage where you, where you get tall? Yeah. Yeah. Like getting tall. Yeah. Very silly. <laughs> Very wonderful. silly and stupid. It's so funny. I think I've seen a, a shot. Of yeah. That. Yeah. Th- that was in the trailer and oh, it's, yeah. It, yeah. You would have seen that one, but it's just, it's so goofy. And that the first power up they give you in this game is like here we're turning you to an elephant motherfucker oh yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah, yeah. It, yeah th- obviously that was in a trailer and you know got a in the right there that was front and center you turn into an elephant in this game why it's fun you're a big tubby elephant guy and you can whack people <laughs> with your trunk and spit water on them if you have water and this is just fun goofy stuff uh, yeah. But I, I have, I am enjoying this way more than I did any of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Oh yeah, At and least, they like, are not that dissimilar. Yeah. But it, it's a subtle mm-hmm. tweaking. And I recommend everyone go and watch John Linneman of Digital Foundry's video about this, where he like oh, cool. really gets into the nitty gritty of what specifically makes Mario Wonder work better than New Super Mario Brothers. He is the best out there at analyzing how technology works in the service of fun. Um, 
And, uh, you know, because Digital Foundry is ostensibly like about, oh, let's see how many frames per second this game gets on X hardware. Mm -hmm. But John Linneman's videos really like he does deep dives on games that he loves about like, what is it about the technology that is contributing to your enjoyment Mm -hmm. of this? And so he goes into like the degree to which momentum is different in this game Mm -hmm. than it is in New Super Mario Brothers. Um, How high is the jump specifically? You know, what? What is it that feels like it has a very high jump in this game? It's identical to New Super Mario Brothers. Feels higher. (laughs) (laughs) Feels Uh, higher. Well, he analyzes how the keyframed art in Mario Wonder is a vast difference from New Super Mario Brothers, where it's just 3D and it's fully going through all the motions of the 3D when he jumps, whereas. In Mario Wonder, it's way more keyframed. So it's way more focused on when Mario jumps. For most of the jump, he's posed like this. Mm-hmm. You know, and all that <laughs> stuff. It's it, They are hitting these very specific keyframe poses in it order to make the, it feel snappier. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like, th- that was, it always felt like in New Super Mario Brothers, and especially with playing with other people. I mean, playing with other people in New Super Mario Brothers was fun as hell. We had so much fun playing yeah. that game together for a player. But, you know, it because it was yeah, a mess. I never and it. and we, we can enjoy the mess, you know, yeah. together. But, you know, you're bumping into each other, and it feels like your mm-hmm. momentum is constantly being killed. But in, in Mario Wonder, your momentum isn't being killed, even when you're playing in multiplayer, because you just pass through the other character. So it just oh, it feels like you're that. yeah you don't bump into each other big difference that's huge it is yeah. it is huge I I mean I couldn't like this game would be a total for me in multiplayer yeah. if that were the case but no I don't mind playing with my kid in this game like it it we have frustrations sometimes because you know we're pulling each other off the screen yeah yeah uh, but you know if you're just pulling someone off the screen it doesn't take away their power up it doesn't count as a death. It's just kind of annoying right. for them, but it's, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's not that yeah. big a deal. We have, we have a good lifestock. Like he's not that bad <laughs> at it. Um, and, and you know, he's not playing as Yoshi or Nabbit because you, when you play as the, the, those, the characters with like the rails on them, you can't use power ups. Yeah. So they're not fun to play. Yeah. Oh, yep. Weird. Yeah. And they have fun power ups in this game. Like if, if you yeah. got into the drill hats fairly, like that's quite a ways in before you get the it drill is. hat. Yeah, we just got that. That's for a the weird first time. It's a weird thing. The drill. Yeah. Hat. I really like the bubbles that you can bubble things mm-hmm. and then bounce on them like it's bubble bobble. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just it's re- I think it's a really fun game. I mean, so, real f- and the, it's the best 2D Mario in like 25 years because yeah, it's the, <laughs> like I'm, other than New Super Mario Brothers. It's the only one. <laughs> everyone's been saying that too that it's the best Mm -hmm. 2d mario and and it very much is but i think it was really only impressed on me so jan and i were playing last night and she will often get to a point where she'll hit a wall and she'll sort of be like oh no i don't know what to do like there'll be some some we got to some point where she wasn't sure what to do she jumped off a block and died and hands the controller to me and so like i just do it because it's clear as day to me and she said (laughs) how did you know that you were supposed to do that and i said it's a nintendo game they tell you what you're supposed to do they they show you they make a and she's like where did it show you and it's like well it made you do this earlier in the level and that indicates to you that you're going to repeat that action later on and so mm-hmm. and she's like you have this whole vocabulary yep. for how video games work and i said i i, I pushed and she's like 
I was like, okay, A, that is correct. Like this game does build so well upon what Mario establishes before, but it also, it wouldn't work if it wasn't a Nintendo game because you know, when you are playing an EAD developed Nintendo game that you're getting an experience in which everything is meaningful. There's nothing mm. that is there. There's nothing that is arbitrary. There's no guesswork. It might, they not might not be literally telling you what to do, but they are showing you very clearly what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and I, I had to make the analogy with her. I, I said, when you are, per, when I'm performing a play by a, by a great author, they give me everything I need in the words. I very, I have to do very little work as an actor when I'm dealing with excellent writing because the writing is a perfect guide for how I should be playing it. And you should be paid less for that, right? Because you're not doing any work. <laughs> and you can trust a writer like that. You can trust that a writer is giving you everything you need to be able to play it correctly. You can see it on the page. And it's the same with a Nintendo game. You can trust a Nintendo game to give you the arsenal that you need to complete a challenge and that nothing's going to be unfair. It might be challenging, but it's never going to be unfair because Nintendo always arms you with the knowledge that you need to proceed. You might mm -hmm. miss it at first. And I can see how you might miss it more easily if you don't have 30 years of experience with yeah. their specific visual vocabulary. There were blocks that she was not hitting. I was like, look, babe, just hit that block. There's something in that block. Right. Like it, mm -hmm. It's like a, it's not a there moving, for no reason. It's not yeah. <laughs> there for no reason. A moving platform just just appeared and is moving from left to right. That means they're telling you get on it and go oh and follow it. There's something over there that you know. Mm -hmm. th this visual language is perfectly clear to me, and mm -hmm. she misses it sometimes. But I I I do want to trust that even for new players, Nintendo is teaching them as they mm -hmm. go along. That's well, I was going to say, like, I, I think that's a thing with smart art in, like, any form to a certain degree, yes. right? Because that's kind of your balance. You know, like, video games have been out long enough that people that play video games, a lot of people that are buying video games, have played video games for a long time. Yeah. And you can not only use that as shorthand, you can mess with people mm -hmm. with that. Like, yeah. I was, you know, like, a horror movie knows... You know, if you look in a mirror uh, and you like move that mirror, there might be something in there and people are like, well, that's not scary now. And I'm like, well, now people that make horror movies know that and can mess with you. And mm -hmm. now there's not something there and they cut to something, you know, like, yeah. And games do the same thing. Uh, you know that this hit is going to hurt you or the spike or whatever. Like, and I think they're finding that balance of just sort of like, OK, we're giving new players uh, enough information that like even if they don't get it the first time if they feel like stuck it'll be like oh right that reminds me of even if it's not like conscious it's just sort of like oh right i think i've seen that before and nintendo is the yeah, yeah nintendo is the best at this because nintendo 
might subvert your expectations, but not based on a 30-year familiarity with how video games work, because Nintendo would never exclude any part of their audience like that. Oh. They, they, yeah, and they're not doing it for, like, a joke or a reference. They're not or anything. fucking with you. Exactly, yes. Yeah, yes. they don't want you to feel bad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they, don't want to hurt your, they don't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, they want you, you to have a good time. Well, I was going to say games more than anything uh, can't punish the player, mm-hmm. right? Like it has to be fun. Like yeah. it's a game. So yeah. that, that's got to be tricky <laughs> to find yeah. that balance. And so in terms of yeah. the level design and just the design language, like this game is mind-blowingly intelligent and you feel mm-hmm. like you have this real sense of accomplishment when you blaze through a level and you are literally making these determinations. Some of these levels blaze by some of the levels that are like on these little, you know, the speed rails, Tim, that propel you forward where oh, you're yeah, like yeah. making there are some levels that are second timing speed. decisions. The, and the, wiggler, like, the wiggler chases. The wiggler chases are great. Oh, I'm, sure. Um, uh, I know what like, you're talking. I know you're what yeah, you're talking. You know about. what I'm talking. And, yeah. and again, no, Jan looking at me another like another thing. Yeah, yeah. Another thing. Mm-hmm. Jan will be like, "How did? You, how do you know where you're supposed to jump all the time?" And I said, "Well, mm-hmm. the flowers. As you're running, you hit the flowers, mm-hmm. and they're sending out coins, and you just got to follow them with your eyes. Nintendo's mm-hmm. showing you exactly where to jump. They're laying out the coins in the air where they want you to jump. They've always done that. Yeah. And again, or it's this the is yappy, just, yappy flowers, and it's like, well, I have to go." I, I would, I, they, they want me to touch that one so it can say something, yeah. you know? So it's, it, it's in the path where they think I should be going. Yeah. Nothing yeah. is not there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Nothing and it rewards you, you know, messing around before you're in a chase and just being like, oh, that popped out a coin. Okay. So that will happen mm-hmm. when things ratchet up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 The, the Wiggler chases remind me a bit of those like running levels in Rayman Legends. Yeah, where you had, like, that was exactly ones. what I was thinking. Of. Yeah. Like it was the first thing I thought when I did those, yeah. you know. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, I'm having a great time with it. It's, it's, I think it's really fun. Um, in, uh, yeah, it was, so two things. Like one, I think, I think it's out there pretty widely that this was another game that Nintendo finished like a year ago. Like they are right now, Nintendo oh. is producing games with no deadline for when they need to be released. It's just done when it's done. Like they have so much stuff in the hopper that mm-hmm. like they're and, and they've realized and, and they are a company that can do this, that it, Tears of the Kingdom was mm-hmm. done last spring. And they were like, you know what? We got some games coming. How about you guys just take another year on it and make it extra special? And they did the same thing with Mario Wonder and hearing how like they wanted to get you know like everyone in nintendo they're just like sent out like hey give us your give us your ideas for what you would like to see in a mario level hmm. um they just sent out like company wide and apparently and and well i want to say apparently they obviously got and used a lot of ideas from the the music and sound departments cuz there is so much like music and sound uh you know related things in the levels yeah but the crazy thing that I heard this last week is that if you go back to the original Super Mario Brothers, which was made by five people, mm-hmm. four of those five people worked on this game. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing, right? That's sort of continuity <laughs> yeah. that the same it's four insane. people can iterate on the same ideas yeah. they originated 40 years ago. I feel like that was Chris Kohler said something about yeah. that, either with like Zelda or Mar. And where it's just sort of like, why are they good? Well, because of the same fucking people making them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't happen. That's so yeah. rare. Yeah. And in, in this one, they want, they 
specifically wanted to get like new ideas into Mario, which is why they took such a wide swath from like all of Nintendo and just like, hey, what would what kind of crazy stuff would you want to see in a Mario game? That's how you get these crazy like wonder flowers popping off. And like every level is is different. Like, like there's there's no. Yeah. And while and the thing is, I what I admire about this game, I don't love every aesthetic choice. Like the thing about Mario Odyssey is that all the aesthetic choices in that game like surprised and delighted me. In Mario Odyssey, I couldn't wait to see what was around the corner um, because the just the audio visual experience of that game was it was wondrous. It was it was delightful and surprising and and great. And I'm while I'm not getting that same level of you know, from this game, like, you know, oh, I can't wait to play the next level because I can't wait to see what it will look like. Um, what I admire about this game is that while all the levels are very different and they are all very beautiful and they are all way more creative than the um, bog standard, like stock render Mushroom Kingdom stuff that we saw throughout New Super Mario Brothers. Um, what I can say is consistent about it is the is the psychedelic attitude to it like i think the elephantness is is a d- direct reference to pink elephants on parade speaking of vintage disney uh you know the wonder flowers sent you on it send you on a psychedelic trip and so every the the plants talk to you uh yeah. <laughs> and so i think if there is a unifying theme here it is that you know when we when you think back to the earlier Mario games, especially Mario three, which was the last time that the ideas felt really disparate and it felt like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. what is going on in this game? This is a bunch of weird shit. This is like a crazy fever dream, right? Right. This is like a crazy fever dream, right? Let's make a Mario. That's like a crazy fever dream. That's Mm -hmm. what it feels like to me more than everything else. So while I don't, Mm -hmm. it's all, it is all wildly creative, even if it's not necessarily what I, I don't know. No, that's, and I think that's why I heard, a lot of people throw Yoshi's Island around as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's comparison more on the trippy side than probably the layouts of the levels. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yoshi's Island yeah. is m- more deliberately Those paced are big. and sedate. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're funky. Yeah. And yeah. Right. Mario wonder <laughs> is like snappier obstacle courses that, yeah, they have some mm-hmm. weird stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. At some point or another. Yeah, I'd say it's got the focus of Mario 3, but the levels themselves are often as expansive as Mario World, where it felt yeah. like the mm-hmm. the worlds were longer and scrolled in more directions. Yeah. And there's secret exits sometimes. Yeah. Which is, I like that. I thought I like that, that was that cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's cool. like a few little secret exits here and there. Though you kind of, they're not that secret because it's like, oh, there's another seed in there. But you knew that from the, uh, there there were signs on the Mario World map. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that would let you know if something had multiple Yeah, I'd be exits, like, oh, so. I'm supposed to be able to go in that direction. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, the, the dot is red. There's right. more than one exit. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's great. It is another it's one great. of those games. Yeah, they're well, crazy. I mean, this... I've I've seen many people say this year in general, especially as someone that's not buying like new games and just Mm -hmm. like, well, I'll catch up on that. (laughs) And I mean, that's what I did with Odyssey, which testament to Odyssey, like that game was so good when I got to it. What? Two years ago. Something like that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's um it's annoying like how many good games are coming out, frankly, because it's like I got home yeah. last night and I was like, oh right, you know, or, or else I was just kind of like kind of buzzing through my social media carefully because I hadn't watched uh, AEW. But it was just like, you know, I kind of started seeing people buzzing and talking about Alan Wake too. And I'm just oh, like yeah. people are loving I'm like, uh oh. And so then yeah, so then I was like, I go, I'm like, oh, I you know, that's right, this came out. Like, what are the reviews look like? And I looked it up and I'm like fuck <laughs> this is another thing like not that i'm not really excited for alan wake 2 i am but, very excited for alan wake 2 i loved alan wake i love control but that's fucking spider-man just yeah, came you out. haven't even talked about spider-man tim which no, I, I know you were super excited about yes i've been playing a lot of spider-man but it's like yeah so sure as shit last night at like fucking midnight i'm like i'm just gonna get fucking alan wake 2 installed here <laughs> oh, you did. i did well it's because like i want to yeah, just kind of like I what I have read. I'm like, there's shit that I want to see that I do not want spoiled. Oh, um, same. Is, is like, yeah, it sucks. Well, that's what's on my brain. I'm just sort of like Black Friday. Should I just get an Xbox at this point that has like control <laughs> air on Game Pass? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Is control still on Game Pass? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was the thing. It was like, you know, I saw a headline that like, oh, this is Remedy's best game. I'm like, control was really really good like it was insane <laughs> that was remedy's best game you're saying this is better than control like mm-hmm. oh my god yeah so i i don't know like i i am <laughs> i i know that you know it's like in two weeks there's a three-day weekend but then the week after that like i'm gonna be off for all of thanksgiving weekend there's gonna be some late nights and it's gonna get spooky in that living room um but i don't know yeah yeah it's fucking spider-man's out yeah i'm like <laughs> I'm a, by by the percentage on the screen, I'm already like 25% of the way into that game. That game, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if you play the first Spider-Man, that game ruled. This game is more of that and it still rules. And Tony Todd's Venom. Like, that's yeah, like- Tony <laughs> Todd is Venom. I, haven't, yeah. Yeah, I, I have not gotten to Venom yet. Wow. I'm still really in the early stages of like them setting up, um, you know, what's going on with the story. Uh, you know, well, it's, you know, picking up from where the the previous games left off mm-hmm. uh you know the, the first game left off where it's like okay here's harry osborne he's getting treated for something and he's getting treated with this black goo and we all know what that is um that's a th- the thing that that the first you know spider-man did um it's like you know you're hanging out your your buddy buddy with Otto octavius for like a good portion of that game and you're yeah. just waiting for the other shoe to drop you know you're Ooh, dealing with kingpin you're dealing with the Mr. Negative and this, like, you know, what's going to happen, but you just don't know how it's going to happen. And it's kind of the, the same thing with this one is, well, there's the symbiote and you, you think, you know, who Venom's going to be, but do you like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, and you know, you know that, you know, Peter gets the symbiote suit at some point. Well, you know, Peter gets a symbiote suit and then, then the lineage would then be, after Peter has it, then you have Venom. It's right. probably going to be Harry Osborn, I would guess. But mm-hmm. like Norman Osborn's in here, they could make him Venom. Like Scorpion showed up, he could be Venom. Like this other character's there, he could be Venom. Like yeah, there's a Flash Thompson somewhere. There's a yeah. You, <laughs> you just kind of don't know yeah where the pieces are gonna fall together. Though this one who is, is traditional canon Venom. I know his name is Brock, Brock. but I. Eddie Brock. Eddie no, Brock. Not, thank you. Not I kept Brock Lesnar. Like Brock Lesnar, yeah. Brock Peters. No, there's a Brock mm-hmm. in there somewhere. 
It's yeah, just that Brock Lesnar looked like. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie Brock was was the first and, Eddie and Brock, thank you. most known Venom, and then uh, everybody forgets that Matt Gargan Scorpion was Venom for a bit, uh, and Flash Thompson was Venom when he kind of became an Avenger, and I hated that phase of the character. Yeah, well, they, I, they they played with that on the on the Fox cartoon too. Mm-hmm. I think that's like as as weird as that cartoon was, it kind of was canon for a little bit yeah. when like that's all we had. Yeah. There, there, I don't know. There are a lot that's happened with Venom over the years. I can't keep track. I haven't loved what they've well, done with that character. Well, it became a joke too, right? Yeah. Like I wasn't reading it that, like by the time like Deadpool was Venom and then it was like Gwenpool and then, you know, like everything was just sort of like grabbing Venom. To yeah. Everything out. is Venom. Yeah. yeah all yeah, things yeah. are Venom. Tim, uh-huh. I've been meaning to get back to that first game, which mm-hmm. I dabbled with, but never stuck with. Uh, but I have seen it written more than once that this that Spider-Man 2 renders the first game obsolete. How would you address that statement? <laughs> How would you address that statement? I don't have to defend Spider-Man 1. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. With I mean, I think that so like you should still play Miles, at least. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. You're going to get the... the, the I don't know. I mean, it doesn't make me like regret playing Look, the first I don't have a PS5, so I'm not playing Spider-Man 2 anytime soon. I'm just yeah. curious how you feel about that statement. Because I think that's a very loaded statement to say about any game. Like, some people yeah. were saying that about Tears of the Kingdom to Breath of the Wild, and I'm like, no. I don't know. Yeah. I don't... Yeah, it's not even like an Assassin's Creed 1 to 2 jump, really. I don't feel like that. Yeah. I think that first game is still fun. The gameplay is still fun. Like I was playing some of it. I, well, I guess it was a few years ago now. Now that I think about it, that I was playing the DLC. Yeah. After I finished miles Morales, I played some of the, uh, yeah, I don't think it makes the first one obsolete. Like I still think the story and, and how that game goes is good and worth like playing through. Like, I can't imagine you being like, I'm going to play through Spider-Man one and miles Morales and Spider-Man two back to back to back. Like, I think you just get sick of it. Like you'd still want that space between them. And there's no doubt that, you know, Spider-Man two is the culmination of those first two games. Mm. Um, at this point, you know, but also in terms of story, um, if that's something that people care about, which I don't know. I heard, you know, one reviewer was just like, yeah, no, I didn't finish the story, but I did literally all the side stuff because it was so fun. Um, but they they've made. Improvements like very noticeable improvements, because this is the first one that's like full, you know, PS5 yeah. uh, to like the ways that you get around the city, the way that like, um, you know, side missions are indicated to you with just like like the way that the top of a building will be colored like the rim of it like oh that building there like here's a skyline and there's one that has like a purple border around the top Mm -hmm. there's a prowler uh cache on top of that building there's a little prowler mission to do up there (laughs) like there's a green glow over here that means there's a a, um green goblin no that's a that's a camera uh there's like a site there's like a you know photo missions to that like there is uh you know, there's you fight Sandman like right off the rip. Uh, and one thing this game is much better about is like involving the villains uh, earlier in the game. Mm. Like in the first one, you fight Shocker and then it's like you're doing Kingpin stuff and you're doing Mr. Negative stuff and you're not seeing much of the rogues gallery until the big breakout scene at the end or towards mm. the end anyway, which is like the first thing they showed to that fucking game, which is why I just, you know, whatever spoiler, there's a breakout that they showed right away. And that's when like you suddenly you have Electro and Sandman and 
scorpion like all out it, and that's all in like the last third of the first game and here it's like no you're dealing with salmon right off the bat scorpions there right off the bat i haven't seen mr negative in a bit like you know the more villainy is is involved uh so far in the opening of this game which is is more exciting yeah. um but yeah just like i don't it's just fun being freaking spider-man in these games <laughs> and the way it handles everything is just so smooth like i just started unlocking the fast travel and i heard people talking about like how cool the fast travel is yeah. and it is super cool because you 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 do have to unlock it for like each borough like you have to do enough activities there um but then it's like you just pick a spot on the map and then it zooms in and then spider-man swings into the scene yeah the driver san francisco did this 10 years ago in. they've been famously they've, they've been boasting on social media but okay <laughs> but go off <laughs> I'm just, I just think it's fun. No, I'm sorry. I, I agree that it is impressive. I just think the yeah. first time I saw a little, like the developers of Driver San Francisco being like, <laughs> we did this 10 years ago, you guys. And like, yeah, but you were Driver San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, I think it's you know different with the amount of fidelity and everything going mm-hmm. on and how smooth it is and, and whatnot. Um, yeah, it just like, it. yeah, art. yeah, yeah it, it just runs so well and just like swinging around is super fun. And, you know, a friend of mine tipped off that it's actually like more fun to swing. If you turn off some of the swing assist, there's a slider in the options. If you make it less swing assist, it just feels better because it's not like guiding you and you're just swinging yourself. Ooh. Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can just jump back and forth can, between miles, like without loading, just like boom, boom. Uh, it's it's just still a really fun, really well made game. They you know they've they're they're it's great. It's easy to get around. You got the web wings now, so you can kind of glide. Yeah. And they have like little they have areas you know with like wind tunnels that you can find. Mm-hmm. So you can't just fly everywhere. But there they're like, okay, we know you want to get across the water quickly in this game because we've added a whole other landmass. And if we make you swing across the bridges every single time, you're going to kill us. Oh. So it's like, no, there's multiple places where there's wind, like little like wind currents. And you just jump on one of those or there's things you can launch off. of. One of the first things they give you is it's like, OK, you can do like a mini web launch just anywhere, like on the ground, whatever. And you can launch yourself, get yourself up to speed, get going. Um, combat you that, uh, Dreamcast Spider-Man, just, you know, thwip wherever you want. It doesn't yeah. have to have buildings. Yeah, they care about buildings. It's fucked up. <laughs> if you're out over the water, you can't thwip onto anything. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah combat still feels good and it's fun going around doing this. It's just like every, it just doesn't stop feeling good to swing around. And then it's like you get like an emergency call and you just swing around and like fly down to ground level, beat up some guys, save somebody, and then just thwip away. Uh, it's, you know, but I, those, I basically hundred percented like both those first two games. I didn't get all the trophies and miles because there's one where you just had to f- like play through the entire game a second time. And I'm like, I ain't got time for that right now. Nah. Um, but yeah, I got all the trophies in the first one and <laughs> I could see that conceivably being the case in this one. If as long as one of them isn't tied to like a new game plus finish, yeah. but that that's mostly <sighs> what I've been playing in the last week is Spider-Man two, I think. Um, yeah, trying to bang through that. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, off of uh, piggybacking on Baldur's Gate three forever ago, I was kind of itching for an RPG. Just I needed something that had experience points, and (laughs) yeah, I saw you started that. 
Yeah, so it's like mm. I've never played that. That was down to like fifteen bucks. What game? I wish I had rumored to play while I had COVID. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, uh, Luis. What are you playing? Oh, uh, Disco Elysium. Oh, yeah. okay. Twenty nineteen. The game that that tricked people into playing a point and click uh, adventure, which is <laughs> uh, it's great. Uh, no, it's 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 really good. I didn't know quite like. I knew, you know, game of the year, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, plenty of places, very, uh, and everybody said the writing's very good, and uh, they were correct. Uh, <laughs> that's, kind of, like, I haven't played a ton. I mean, I'm still obviously kind of, like, putzing around the first area. Uh, I, of course, put all my points into, uh, it's called Inland Empire on that one, which means I can talk to pants, I can talk to clothing. Um, I have a tie that's very angry that yells at me. Uh, it seemed like the the obvious uh, choice uh, for myself was the the dreams and psychedelics options that mm-hmm. were within there. But uh, no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's just incredibly well written. Feels like D and D table talk. Um, the the flavor text is is very very good um i'm trying to play this drunkard as sober which is difficult <laughs> like <laughs> a game wants you to get rid of your hangover very badly <laughs> uh, but yeah no i i think like the how much of it feels like and i mean is kind of a point and click game is what surprised me uh just because that usually alienates people but mm. it's you know it's not doing puzzles at this point per se it's more kind of the interface and the way the trees work and all that um yeah oh i thought you had uh something but uh no sorry just yeah. snorted i made a snorty noise with my nose you made a snorty noise it was and, uh, well and that's and i think like that's the one the one trick of that now is like if i want to play that game i have to pay attention so I've also <laughs> been playing uh, Fire Emblem 2003, which came out on the Game Boy Advance uh, emulator. Oh, it did? I found, it did, yeah. Uh, th- I didn't see an announcement or anything. I just kind of fired it up and saw That's it great. was there. Yeah. Um, I, I never played that one. Neither I played... I. I forget which one because i think the one after it was because i don't think this one actually came over or if it did oh. it wasn't like a big to do the first one I, on game boy advance there was a fire emblem on game boy and then there were sacred stones right. oh yeah yeah there was that was the second was, one that came over oh, wait the blazing blade what hang on oh the first one we got was was fire emblem the blazing blade which was simply titled right. fire emblem for the states yeah which is that that's the one I'm playing, which I have not played before. The one that came after it is the one that I okay picked around with on emulator to like see how Fire Emblem like worked. Um, mm. And like, yes, the this game is like fairly rudimentary in uh in that it's like the story just kind of like sets up and then you go out and you're like, okay, well this is how the wheel works, mm. and they're like pretty basic, but it is also just very satisfying, which is why Fire Emblem, I think, works in the first mm-hmm. place. Yeah. You know? Um, 
it's a great just kind of like self-contained if you want to play a tactics rpg if you want to play an srpg just like uh i'm i'm watching like extras on dvds while i'm like playing this <laughs> now uh sort of thing so i've just found that uh i didn't realize how much nostalgia i have for game boy advance i was just sort of like whenever there's like an update to that game boy advance amp advanced emulator i'm like yes what is on there dying for more of those those have yeah. to scale real nicely on a switch light screen mm-hmm. no it looks it looks great like there's no no issues whatsoever and mm-hmm. yeah i just wish there was more on it and yeah. the mario <laughs> the mario translations on there are just kind of taking up real estate really i don't need to play mm. versions of versions of yeah. mario personally yeah. but uh there was one other game I slipped in uh, in the past month just because it right in. I slipped it in there. I wasn't even thinking about it, but we mentioned it last month where I was like, yeah. but, and then I was on uh, looking, I don't know. I just looked at what was added recently on game pass. And I was like, Oh shit. Cocoon is just on game pass. Oh, I didn't know that. This, yes. Oh, wow. This Cocoon game, people just are talking on, about this game. The game is it's really fucking good. Again, complicating game of the year and insane. Yep game of the year conversations that are going to have well here's the thing about game of the year conversations because i still feel like the conversation is like well number one is tears of the kingdom it's like what is two through ten gonna look like um (laughs) i still think tears of the kingdom is still gonna be number one in most every outlet but yeah it's like cocoon is insane uh that game is really cool (laughs) no no, Um, if that goes on sale during black friday that is my like yeah probably pick that up yeah this this is yeah like what for some of the people that worked on inside uh and yeah, inside and limbo i thought and limbo yeah. yeah uh well it's you know because some people went and made uh somerville and then some people made this game I didn't uh and you know it, it is you know if you're going limbo inside cocoon cocoon is easily my favorite one of the three um hmm. but that's quantifying that i didn't love inside nearly as much as everyone else same many other people seem to um i I think that was kind of what you what you said earlier dave about like uh respecting more like like i enjoyed it all the way through but i think limbo stood out more like i can remember Mm. things about it more oh yeah limbo was felt more novel at the time i was gonna say the ending of inside oh yeah the ending of inside is what everybody remembers mean <laughs> but that, i remember else it, but. like I, I i enjoy those games where it's like you you got to go left to right and they're like you know there's a lot of storytelling happening in the background and you're kind of doing puzzle solving yourself um but it's just like i kept getting hung up and in inside because i'm just like well how do i you know what uh, do i have to what do i have to do like objectives yeah, were not yeah. clear to me or things i could manipulate and part of that was because you know like their art style choices yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's like i'd end up you know running around whatever area i was in or not realizing like oh there's a switch here where i can take this elevator up or there's something here i can manipulate or or I, there's this, this is a box that i need to pull over just things i would just constantly miss and cocoon has none of that oh, because it's much great. it's much brighter it's more colorful and they do an just exquisite job of like keeping your focus on what you need to be thinking about which mm-hmm. is important because you know, the concept of the game is that like, yeah, you are in a world and then 
you pick up another world and you mm-hmm. carry it on your back and then you put it on a machine and then you can jump into that world. But then you find oh, a, 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 <laughs> it's like the transition, especially when you're going like out, like when you go mm-hmm. in, it's like, okay, you dive in and cool. But when you pop out, it's just like, whoa, right. It's so cool. That's so what that, grabbed me from the trailer where I'm just sort of like, I wouldn't even know where I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, but then it's like you go into this world, but then you have another world that you're working in. And it's like, okay, I have to solve puzzles here. And it's just like, it has a logic to it. I I had to look up nothing in this game. I had to look up no puzzle solutions at all. I never got stuck. Not once, not at all. Oh, Um, don't worry. I will. I will do this. I, (laughs) I have faith in you, but like, at least for me, it's like, it was focused enough and like, okay, this is where I am. And these are the, you know, basically the levers that I can pull that I was mm-hmm. never like way off base. It was just like, if I just look at, okay, I have to get from this from point A to point B and sit there and think about it. Like I could figure it out and I did figure it out and got it through there. And it's wild because it feels like it should be so easy to get incredibly confused into the, in this game, mm-hmm. but they, you know, they do some smart stuff. It's like when you, um, so there's like green world and there's orange world. And so it's like, well, I need to get, you know, how am I going to get orange world? I need to get orange world over to this other objective or or to this other place. Um, how am I going to get it from point A to point B? And it's like, well, I'm going to take orange world into green world and I'm going to set orange world down in green world. Then I'm going to jump back out of green world. And there's still a little orange dot in green world that I can see very clearly. So I know where orange world is at that moment. So then I can pick up green world on my back and do what I need to do and move orange world, like past whatever obstacle was that orange world couldn't get through, but green world can then set down green world, jump into green world, pull out orange world, jump back out of green world and use orange world for what I need. Cause each world also has like an environmental, like ability thing, like tied to it. Oh, cool. So it's like orange world makes like these uh, paths appear and like green world lets you manipulate like these water columns. Um, and there's, I don't know. I don't need to tell you how many worlds there are, but there's more than those two. <laughs> but you spend a lot of time with those two because they're the first two you find. Okay. Um, and, and the colors are the furthest that they could be on the color wheel. I'm I'm sure that there's a lot of like, yeah. They they make them very smart. distinct. Um, <laughs> and it was you know I I don't know how much of it Richard is going to play, um, but I I mean I think he could possibly get through it like there were there was what i was at one point in one world and i'm sitting there like trying to figure out puzzle you know a puzzle and he's like dad you need to do this and i'm like all right i'll try it bud yeah. sure as shit that was the thing <laughs> like he figured it out like because there's only so many things you can do like in the space they yeah. give you they're very smart about how they cut off like what was before so you're not just aimlessly wandering off and like multiple times I would get the idea. I'm just like, God, I don't know where to go. Maybe I have to be in orange world somewhere. And then I'd pop into orange world and be like, Oh, right. I can't go anywhere with where orange world is right now. Like there's nothing for me to do there. Mm-hmm. Like stop going into orange world. There's nothing there. Um, it's, it's somewhere else. It might be in another world. It might be this. And, and just like, it's so cleverly designed and it looks so cool and it's so smoothly animated. Um, it's, it's just like a super, 
well-designed game. It's awesome. If I end up with it, that will probably be, but I mean, it'll be versus bomb, bomb rush, I guess, at this point. Oh, I don't have much. Been so say, tempted but... to. Uh, I've been trying. I've been curbing my um, desire to outright buy Bomb Rush at full price by playing Jet Set Radio Future on my Xbox uh... 360 via backwards compatibility, uh, and it look it looks spectacular. Run that way. Nice. Um, but Tim, mm. I have a question. I have a question for you. If I, yeah. how many? games how many xbox games these days and you might not know the answer to this how many xbox games these days specifically the ones that land on game pass still run on an xbox one model console any or do you need do you pretty much need a series at this point well you know i don't look at that because it doesn't matter yeah (laughs) um i do know there was a I'm trying to. Th- you got rid of know. your Xbox One X and traded up to a, a Series yep. X, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yes, that's what correct. I, I thought. That so. is accurate. Yeah, I know that there was a moment, there, there was a time when I did have, still just had the One X and had yeah. Game Pass and the Series was out. Like there would be, like there would be like a brand on the game box that said, like, you know, this Series X or S. Like okay. it would indicate that it would not run on an older Xbox, but I haven't even noticed if uh if that's still the case okay um i'm i'm curious about whether like if i picked up a 30 dollar base model xbox one (laughs) somewhere which i think is possible i think i get one for about 30 bucks you're trying to go back to xbox one s yeah no a a base model not even an s i want the original model oh if i got game pass what would I even be able to enjoy on that at this point? Would it be half the catalog? Oh. Would no new games? Maybe some of the smaller indie games are still developed cross-platform or no? It has it has Cocoon listed as an Xbox One game. No way, really? Yeah. So for 30 bucks and <laughs> Game Pass, I can, can still enjoy an- new release games in 2023. That's wild. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. I want to know. <laughs> oh, just just stream it to your phone there, Dave. Then you can play new release games on your phone with yeah, just a Bluetooth yeah. controller. Oh, I I did just I just upgraded my Dell Optiplex gaming PC to a slightly newer Dell Optiplex gaming PC. This was not an invitation for nonsense. Uh yeah. <laughs> Cocoon's yeah, out. Cocoon's out on toys. PlayStation 4. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I could just buy it and switch. Yeah, you could. You could just. I, I could just buy it for a system. You could spend I that thirty dollars to buy Cocoon. I mean, I want to play other things on Xbox. There's other things like yeah, Rare sure. Replay is surely part of Game Pass, right? Like, yeah. like a game you can just play. Like, there's stuff that I just want to mm-hmm. to dabble with if I had Game Pass, and yeah. I could probably honestly a lot of these games that I want to play will probably run on my PC. Yeah. I should probably just get the PC version of Game Pass. It's cheaper yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. I, I guess the detriment to people who don't have Game Pass is that game's like four, five hours long, which I don't know. They're price conscious. Yeah. I don't know. That seems like a great length for a game to me because I'm done with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, not a problem if it's a great game. I mean, yeah, like, and it is thirty, 30 yeah. bucks for four or five hours is hard to be like. Well, I'm I'm gonna wait for a sale. Like, yeah, it, well, it's, it, I think yeah, I could. 
I was feeling like a little bit of that itch. It's just like, man, I bet you if I just did like another playthrough, I could find all the other achievements I didn't get the first time and I wouldn't feel be mad about it at all. Um, so you can get two plays through. That sounds pretty, yeah. pretty good to me. Um, Anybody play a spooky game? Anybody have a favorite spooky game that they play around the Halloween times? I mean, well, I, I don't wanted to play Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna say, I don't, I don't replay games as much as, you know, like, I'll throw I'll th- throw a movie or a show on mm. you know very easily, but uh, I mean the obviously the first costume quest I've played mm. a, uh, mm. a handful of times. There was a a small indie game called The Cat Lady some years ago that I remember really liking. Just the atmosphere of uh, I'm sure that just vanished into nowhere, yeah. sort of thing, but. I don't know. I mean, it's the season that I tell people about Eternal Darkness. I feel like that happens all the time. Uh, which I'm well. I guess that's a problem with that developer. But I'm just like, uh, why was there never a nice remaster? Yeah, <laughs> so, no. That's certainly. I don't see. You know that I believe Nintendo full on owns that game. I yeah. don't think Silicon Knights would. You know, I don't. I don't. As far as I can tell. Um, I decided this spooky season, I often go back, go back and tend to replay some Castlevania games around Halloween time. Mm. And I have never, ever played the Saturn port of Symphony of the Night. Never tried it. Always heard about it, heard about what the differences were. And so I decided to go ahead and give Saturn emulation a try for the first time in probably a decade. Um, Saturn emulation Mm. just works now. They figured it out finally. You can just get no. RetroArch and the built-in core. Just it just plays Saturn yeah. games. Um, what it doesn't do, uh, what you still I can't do is like upscale the resolution the way you can mm-hmm. with PlayStation original PlayStation games. Um, and some some games really suffer from that. Like all the great fighting games on Saturn look beautiful on a Saturn on a CRT because uh, they're running in this high res mode which Mm -hmm. is interlaced. So when you play those games on a modern emulator, they've got all these weird interlacing artifacting lines going through them. And And you can't just run a simple deinterlace or something? No, it doesn't solve it. I mean, some people say it helps. Like uh, Some people have suggested a combination of shaders that can improve the experience, but Mm. I can't get rid of it. It Because it's built into the programming. You know, it is... These these were made to run in a deinterlaced mode. Um, You know, to the degree that I prefer playing the, the, the 360 PS3 era ports of, you know, <laughs> Virtua Fighter and Fighting Vipers and, and those games, yeah, you know, yeah. they just look better. Uh, but I spent a little time with the Castlevania, with Symphony of the Night on Saturn, which I've never tried. I was really looking forward to trying Richter and Maria, and they're pretty boring. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're as boring <laughs> as Richter is in the PlayStation version. Uh, so is Maria, which is a total bummer. Like, Maria has um... no progression. She has no, um, doesn't even have the animals. She's just got oh. such a, a limited move set. Like she's got a <laughs> projectile and some punches oh, okay. and kicks. Just kicks, actually, I think. Yeah, Maria's mm. just kind of super boring. Nowhere near as interesting as she is in Rondo. Um, mm-hmm. The new areas are short, just real little. They squeeze into little areas of the map. Uh, uh, and um, w- what I did think was cool is that a lot of people said, well, graphically, it's not as good as the PlayStation version because there's no transparencies 
Um, they are dithered. It's checker. It's the same checkerboard dithering we saw all the time on Genesis, which is fine. Like it's cool. It gives it sort of a Sega Genesis look that I don't mind. It works. Uh, and is in fact an, an interesting stylistic difference to see. It doesn't make it worse. It's just different. But the mm-hmm. thing that really breaks this game and the real, like it is for all intents and purposes, just like the PlayStation version. It is a perfectly good version of this game to play. But mm-hmm. pausing takes a second or two longer than in the PlayStation uh, version. And you have to pause first and then push a second button to bring up the map. Because a Saturn controller only had that one start button, didn't have a select button. So Yeah, taking a... Doing extra to bring the map up is uh it slows that, everything down so much. It is so it's it's a small, yeah. you know, it's just a matter of a couple extra seconds, but like mm-hmm. in a game that should move that should be seamless, especially like right. pausing, switching out weapons or armor or items or whatever, mm-hmm. it just feels so sluggish. It's a well, total it's a game heavy game. I mean, yeah. like that's that's symphony. <laughs> yeah. Um and in contrast, I bounced over to Aria of Sorrow for, you know, 30, 40 minutes maybe, where the menu mm-hmm. is instantaneous. The map is yeah. instantaneous. There's zero, you know, no loading mm-hmm. time at all being a cartridge game. And I'm like, oh, the, the, the flow of the game is so much better. It's uninterrupted. And I finally, I think, come down on the side that while Symphony is inarguably a masterpiece, I think I do like aria better i think i Mm. I think i just like it better welcome (laughs) (laughs) hard for me to admit it's it's a hell of a triforce i mean like i i i mean rondo is very high for me too Mm -hmm. even though i don't have as much time spent with it but also a masterpiece yeah it's like all three of those games are Mm. perfect complete in box oh baby look at you (laughs) complete in uh, <laughs> somewhere uh, somewhere yeah yeah it just in terms of like it is a it's a somewhat more legible game there's less backtracking um it's a bit less aimless it's 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 more focused yeah. uh it, it's without there being it any more linear <laughs> there it is uh yeah i just i think i i have a better i think time symphony is like the one of the benefits of symphony is just like really putting yourself in the mind of when it came out. Oh yeah. I I think that's what helped. Like not only in, you know, just in it being like a 2d game on PlayStation, like, cause especially like for myself, like I had no interest in the PlayStation because I thought polygons looked like shit. Like I was, I mean, they did at the time and that, that opinion held up quite well. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like I'm not usually that on, like, but I mean like, you know, not to put Symphony against Battle Arena Toshinden, but like, you know, a lot of that stuff just didn't look like a. Why would I? Uh, like, this is no progression. This yeah. is not a new. It's not a step up. Game. And also, just the amount of like weird things in Symphony, which I think is still the reason to play it in the first place. Oh yeah, yeah. Ah, well, not in the first place, but like the reason to come back to it at this it's point. So, it's so atmospheric and immersive. It really just transports yeah. you to that world with its opulence in terms of detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it, it totally opulence. succeeds. I, yeah, it is the most opulent of those games. 
Yeah. It doesn't diminish Symphony's accomplishments to compare it to Aria. I just, mm-hmm. Aria is, no. is iterative. You know, it's, it is, it's yeah. their third crack at that style of game and they got better at it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how like polygonal games didn't look great until 99 when the Dreamcast came out and then they stopped looking good and then it didn't look good again until like the end of the PS2. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, this is how it could look like. No, we don't want that. Give us these muddy polygons on PS2 because we want to play tech and tag tournament. Right. Uh, like we're, we're pushing the two hour mark. So I have no, yeah, I didn't watch Jack shit in the last month. Really? I mean, the only new movie I have is killers of the flower moon, which, Mm. uh, fucking rules. Yeah. I I can't wait to discuss that with you. Yeah. Some point. At some point. No, cause uh, I have not seen it yet. Oh, I mean, like it's, it's annoying because people want to, uh, you know, complain about the runtime and yes, it's a very long movie. However, there are so many long movies right now and there are so many movies that are shorter that feel much longer. Like mm-hmm. the, the, there are movies that earn their runtime and the runtime helps the pacing. Like yeah. there was at no point in this three and a half hour movie that I felt that Scorsese like, usually earns it. Scorsese is pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I mean like that, and it's of of these types of the Scorsese movies. Like, I'm not big on The Departed. I'm not big on um, uh, I forget what the the other uh, historical one around that that era was. Um, but I think like this one is so personal. <laughs> like it it works and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I what I want to talk to you about is I've had a lot of discussions about just Leo right now, like, mm-hmm. um, cause he's so it's fascinating because there's kind of, you can see him acting, okay. but it works mm-hmm. like to me, like, uh, and I, I think you could say that about like any movie he's in, yeah, but there is kind of a let. You know what I mean? Like where you're just sort of like, okay, well, that's part of just who he is and how he performs. And like, it's not a detriment to me, mm-hmm. especially in like this movie is, I would say on his like top list performance wise and versus like De Niro. That's like completely effortless, even though he's playing, you know, Shakespearean level, you know, like, you know yeah he's he's playing big but like him with scorsese is just old hat like you know yeah leonardo dicaprio is one of my favorite actors uh despite the fact that he makes choices i personally would never dream of making and that (laughs) from a classically trained perspective are incorrect and like but but he is for that reason he has such a dynamic his intuition is unique and special Mm -hmm. and that's what makes him i think a a really great artist in in my field and who i admire and i find him riveting to, to watch in anything that he does yeah, ultimately, like that's the thing. It's like I'm I'm riveted to like him, the relationships that he's in, that he's pivotal to in the movie, and yeah, there's there's tons to discuss. But uh, yeah, that movie's great. Just all thumbs up. Can't wait end. to see it. 
Um, yep. I did just see Asteroid City finally. Ah, yeah, uh, I, I saw that you weren't too big on. I <laughs> and I have to preface. I yeah. have to just sort of correct that notion. I enjoyed True. the hell out of it. I was smiling okay. from ear to ear the whole time that I was watching it. Even as, yeah, yeah. but uh, half that time I was smiling was genuine delight at the film, and the other half mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was smiling, I was just going to be like, "Oh my god, Wes, this is so like you are really pushing mm-hmm. it, buddy." See, it's it's fascinating because I've I've wanted for a long time to just write something or just like get my thoughts of like what is what is pretension and what is it <laughs> well here's the thing is like i and again like asteroid city totally worked for me like this to me this is an era where people have especially tiktok very big on making fun of wes anderson mm-hmm. and a lot of the the reviews and self included is like yeah wes anderson saw your little skits and is better at making fun of Wes Anderson than you are. Like he is so self-aware and, and to me it was, he, he used it on purpose. Like to me, it was, it wasn't to do it for himself or to be indulgent. It was more, it was more thematic than say to me, Moonrise Kingdom is more of a parody of a Wes Anderson movie than Asteroid City. Like, that is the one that kind of feels like once Tim Burton was kind of, like, going into the paces of just, like, okay, this is a Tim Burton, but he doesn't have much to say. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. And, like, and I guess, like, the far end, I think, of this year, and I also enjoyed the movie, but Bo is Afraid, I think, goes much further in the... kind of thing especially both in their ending denouement goes much further in what because you froze up for a sec so the audio didn't catch it uh getting up its own ass slash however you feel about like you know i get i guess your your m night is your classic uh i i think that's my example of just like what is bad pretension where like the whole m night thing was like everybody's praising in and he's eating into his own image. Mm-hmm. He's eating into what is an M night. And that's what led to the happening and led to like a lot of like where that went, where he's just sort of like, he he's doing things for himself mm-hmm. versus I, I do think Wes has things to say, even though like, you know, as I said, like it was, I like, I did like asteroid city, the non-meta stuff as well. And there is like, it is a little frustrating to be like, well, that story was great too. <laughs> like, I really liked that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But. Overall. Uh, you know, overall. I, I, I got the impression more than anything mm-hmm. else that he has, over the past few years, he's become more accustomed to working with shorter form narratives between mm-hmm. going from French Dispatch to the Henry Sugar, uh, the 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 Roll Doll stuff that he's been putting oh, on Netflix, yeah, the Netflix stuff, yeah, and he is combining that mindset with the more fantastical narratives he's allowed to explore in the stop motion stuff. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, cause, cause he incorporated a lot of that stop motion stuff into that. And, and you get to do story beats and logical leaps in, he gets to do Mm -hmm. logical leaps in those movies that wouldn't make sense in a more grounded, you know, more, uh, realism based movie. And I felt like he wanted to combine those things. He wanted to do like some shorter form narratives, um, you combine with the more fantastical elements. And so the, the framing device that this is all a play is an excuse for him to incorporate the more fantastical stuff that would otherwise be Mm -hmm. in an animated film. Um, but what ended up happening is that in order to be more expedient about telling these, he was relying on some more familiar, comfortable beats that he has used too often. And that's the, 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 he has relied on some things that are shorthand for communicating Mm -hmm. a, a real emotion. And it comes off like, I don't think it was intentional, but it comes off as not pretension, and, and I can't sure. say that it's lazy because from a creative perspective, I can see how he just, look, I just want to be able to express these people's grief, but I can't think of a new way to do it. So I'm just going to, ex- I'm just going to have them do it in the exact same way that I usually do. <laughs> oh yeah. No, like that's, I'll agree with you. Um, I, th- I think like I'll, I'll split, like I am, I mean, the Wes Anderson thing is, it's like a musical, I guess. Right. Where like. Nobody in his movies can express emotion until outside forces make them. Sure. It's very that's, a, British, that's a great way to, yeah. You know, I, I'm sure I stole that from somebody. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like it's that they were like, they can't do it until like they're pushed into. And mm-hmm. like, that can be frustrating to like watch for a ninth movie in a row. Like, <laughs> but I, I think like what I like, I didn't think the framing device what I liked about it, especially because of even even though as you know as silly as I'm telling you into the camera sort of thing, like the whole theme of you know what edifice is okay, it doesn't have to have a reason we need this escape like that's that's how I took like the ending where he's just sort of like, "Look, we're making this. Mm. why are you making it? I don't know <laughs> I don't." No, and then it gets, you know, Brechtian or whatever. Or, um, I can't think of his name, but whatever. Where you repeat over and over and over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of thing. Um, and because because of that, like, it works thematically to make everything a play, where it's just sort of like, okay, so the artifice, we're all very aware of it. And, like, he's having fun making everything so artificial right now. Like, the, the Netflix stuff is is fat though i haven't watched all of them neither have i and it is he he's literally telling you it, it feels like your parent reading you a book at bedtime like yeah. i can't even pay attention to the, i have no idea what happens narrative wise in the, like i'm so <laughs> like i'm looking at so many things and they're talking so fast that i'm just like i don't know what happened like it's cool like, I think it's, it's cool because they're short too, like yes, in those yes. ones. Well, and the, um, the book that they come from, his collection of these short stories, they are all told from this sort of perspective of Roald Dahl as the author 
is talking to you, the reader, and telling you mm-hmm. one time I was out doing this thing and a guy told me a story and this right. is how he told it to me. Um, and so again, yeah. so and, and that I think is a great framing device to be able to express these more fantastical elements. Um, you yeah. know, the, the Henry, the whole Henry Sugar story works yeah. because like, look, I'm not saying this is 100% true, but this is how they told it to me and I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm and relaying this information in the third person. Right. Yeah, it, it's for, for me, I think like that's as long as I see why he's doing it with that artifice stuff, which is, you know, like I don't always like meta. But when I when I know that there's a reason, I, I'm sure I said it before, it was like Grand Budapest the meta thing where it's like, Oh, this guy is Wes Anderson. He likes old stuff. He's, you know, like doing this, he's doing that. Um, life aquatic worked for me so well before Bill Murray was a meme and on bumper stickers mm-hmm. and all that stuff where it was just sort of like, Oh, he's in kind of a shitty spot. This, this character that he's playing is clearly about Bill Murray. So like that adds this, this level of emotion that like Wes Anderson characters don't really aren't always there, like on the face value. And this one being about, uh, I don't know, like 2023 where it's like, I don't need to explain myself. I don't know. Like this, this artifice is the escapism. Like it's, it, it doesn't have to explain itself a hundred percent sort of thing and it doesn't it doesn't have to make those logical leaps yeah and it's it also asteroid city is fucking funny oh, <laughs> like, it's so funny isn't it <laughs> it was wild yeah. yeah yeah i was like, laughing the whole time no and and i totally get why like that's it's got to be so interesting especially judging performance side where like I don't know how how do you do that when you're watching like 20 people repress what they're doing <laughs> like is that fun for everybody probably not <laughs> <To watch. laughs> no i think honestly i think it I, I mean you're seeing the you are seeing a collection of some of the greatest actors alive doing mm-hmm. what you know giving honestly fantastic performances because they are not really allowed to be self-indulgent and they're not really mm-hmm. allowed to uh uh you know the, the milk a performance or, or or play to an audience's emotions everything's got to be really reserved and underplayed because they they do not they will not show their emotions until they are pushed to their absolute limit and even then the way those emotions come out has got to feel natural and you've got all this unnatural dialogue that that you've got (laughs) to sometimes and like the way that they do it, A, it's a reminder that Scarlett Johansson is, in fact, a supremely talented performer. Like, she's got goddamn chops, which I think we often forget when we just think of her as a mm-hmm. superhero. Um, and, uh, and, and and Tom Hanks. You know, Tom Hanks here uh, <laughs> yeah. filling in for Gene Hackman as Royal Tenenbaum, essentially. Right. <laughs> uh, he, he's doing perfect. And that's, and that's, I guess, what felt frustrating to me is that that mm-hmm. could have been the whole movie. <laughs> Tom Hanks is yeah. so good filling in for Gene Hackman. I wanted to see him be the focus of the movie. He's got eight, maybe eight minutes of screen time total. 
I know. Everyone is so good. I want the movie to be all about them, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's such an ensemble piece and the narrative drifts and only really, you know, just very lightly grazes upon everyone's internal life. And that, that I think was what felt Mm -hmm. frustrating to me is that, it, it it's in that sense that it feels like, oh, because Wes is not spending enough time on any individual story, he's relying mm-hmm. on his most expedient ways to get across what's going on instead yeah. of giving us this more lived-in experience that I felt with his earliest works, so. Yeah, no, I I <clears throat> will agree with that. That's well put. Like, I think... And I think that that's a style of movie just in terms of uh, the uh, kind of the fly on the wall story. Like that's Mm -hmm. a very Paris, Texas. It's a a very like 70s uh, like kind of film where it's like there isn't a concrete ending. You just saw a day in the life. It's a day in the life kind of. Yeah. And like those I feel similarly like that's not always satisfying to me because I want to see like, especially one that's that populated. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. But it is what it Mm -hmm. is. And for what it is, I did really, really enjoy it. And we've been discussing this movie for probably 20 minutes. So (laughs) thanks, Tim. Thanks for your patience. That's all good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you see anything else we that you wanted to mention? No, not really. I, I mean like very quickly, there is a, cartoon on max called scavengers rain that is uh really good tim it reminds me of reading image comics specifically stuff like black science or oh, nice uh, uh the one that starts with a d uh, uh descender ascender that kind of yeah sci-fi. yeah yeah okay yeah what's it, it called it, it look it's called scavengers rain it looks like mobius art uh basically that um that style of bright deserty, uh, it it does uh, it it treats the audience very smart. It's a very <laughs> adult kind of show. Um, oh yeah, I was like breezing through Max, and I was like, "What's this shit?" And I, I like added yeah. it to my list <laughs> like real quick. And uh, I think I was yeah. trying to find the Meg Two for my child to start rewatching oh, endlessly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the that was one that I saw from like animation blogs that I would yeah. not have seen. And that's an, that's the thing, like all streaming, of yeah. <laughs> that's streaming. But uh, yeah, that that show is gorgeous. Is yeah. cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that looks rad as hell. Just gotta mm-hmm. get out from under this pile of games and shit. Right. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna catch up on. <laughs> and there's too much wrestling. <laughs> there's all of that too. There is. Yeah. There is. There's quite a bit of wrestling. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. catch up on that because I'm. Miss both those shows this weekend. Same. But yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that about does it. I'm about to fall over. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, gang, let's call yeah. it there so that we can go to bed. I am going to go upstairs and not brush my teeth with toothpaste. Because as I mentioned on social media this week, my dentist told me that she no longer brushes her teeth with toothpaste and she suggested I do the same. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You trust her? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. I, I'm in Austin once again. I, I have a lot of people that might be like, don't use deodorant and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's quite 
in that vein. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know it is. Uh, the, the 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 long and the short of it is the latest science shows that uh, toothpaste is actually can be too much abrasion for your enamel, mm. especially whitening toothpastes, which are oh, way yes. more abrasive. Uh, but even I your basic run of the mill toothpastes can be too abrasive and most people most healthy people with healthy teeth in combination with other good oral hygiene habits like flossing and using a fluoride mouthwash you only need to brush with wet bristles and the action mm. of your bristles is enough to get your teeth clean interesting i know well, that's good so well, i still gotta I've, floss more that's a pain i know i know but i've been doing it <laughs> since since tuesday this is when i my dentist told me this ah. Since Tuesday, I have not used toothpaste. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. My dentist said she, it's been January for her that she has not used mm. toothpaste. They, like the whole office went to this conference. They all learned about it, mm. talked about it. She's like, yeah, some of the older hygienists are not fully on board. Uh, and she right. said like, you know, she, she still brushes her tongue. She puts on a little smear of toothpaste just to freshen up her tongue when she brushes mm -hmm. that. But uh, the, yeah, she showed me a chart with the abrasion levels of different brands of toothpaste uh, and how much damage they can potentially do to your tooth enamel. Um, mm. So, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm okay. I'm... <laughs> hey. We'll see. Let me know. All right. One last thing. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wish me luck there. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching and listening and uh, joining us here for the, the, the extended Transformers... <laughs> um, bookend it release yeah. minute uh yeah I, I, this is, i'd say this is mostly a transformers podcast now with a little bit of talk <laughs> about video games and movies um yeah if we can just start to tilt the scales in that direction um Ironhide will be happy mm -hmm. be a happy Ironhide. <laughs> i do want the I screaming Ironhide. Hide. i at some point i gotta buy the two pack of Ironhide and prowl dying um, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Oh, that's a, you yeah. can get a two pack of, of Ironhide and Prowl and, uh, it's this iron, it's studio Ironhide, but he's got yellow stripes, which is great. Mm. He's got a shattered windshield and he's got a face that's like, ah, oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. Huh. I do want that. I don't like how they're damaged looking, but he's got a fucking yellow mm -hmm. stripe. Why oh, didn't it's they one of those sneaky buzzworthy bumblebee. Yeah, uh, it's a buzzworthy bumblebee pack. They can get That's away with anything in that line. Yeah. Gotcha. Oh yeah. God. Man, I, have to, I have to see if that shows up at my uh, toy store. <laughs> Thanks for Transformers Minute, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> this has been David, Man. Tim, and Weiss with all your Transformers oh. news. Yeah, somehow I just, the buzzworthy ones don't come to my attention. Oh, but do you, uh, I guess last toy note, <laughs> did you see the, did you see the Lego um, uh, uh, Piranha Plant? No. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah you're about to <laughs> yeah also on, on on lego news it hasn't it's not announced yet formally but supposedly there's a great deku tree set coming oh but I, I heard about that like back in the summer which is also when i heard about the prana plan that's been announced so i think it might be early next year great deku tree which supposedly has two stylings where it can look like ocarina of time or i think wind waker might be the other one. Oh, oh wow mm. That's but yeah great. this piranha plant looks crisp that is a, a great looking <laughs> set yeah um 
easy slam dunk. Only 60 bucks? Yeah. Mm. See? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. It's just like, it's a no brainer. Oh, it was good. Dune set. That's what I saw. Yeah, the Dune set. Well, that minifig, I might just, of Baron Harkonnen. Oh, yes. (laughs) It's very funny. It's It's very funny. Uh, (laughs) Well, this piranha plant is going to look great alongside all the other Lego plants that Jan has assembled. The Lego succulent set and the Lego uh, um, uh, uh, orchid set that she's yeah. done all right hang on cut off this podcast we can talk more about lego shit <laughs> all, right. all right we're done thanks everybody for watching good night and yeah, we're bye. done recording bye